0: On tonight's episode 144 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we completely disregard the fact that Cooper won his class this weekend because we don't talk about racing. How did that
1: make you feel? You know, I was kind of hurt since we talked about Logan's racing last weekend, but it's okay. Well,
0: this show is
1: trying to answer your questions. We had a lot of good
0: questions, but I just want you to know this may be the last show you'll ever get to see where I have this big, giant mustache that looks like a caterpillar. And with that... You can watch this on YouTube or listen to it on a podcast. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on DirtBikeTest.com. And don't forget the push-through button on Rocky Mountain MC, also on www.DirtBikeTest.com. Now, here's the show. We're live, right? Yeah, now we're live. Right? Are you sure? Yeah. Two buttons are pushed. What, do you have to enter a code in that thing or something? Uh, Well, now we do. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, everybody. This is the best show that you're going to watch right now, absolutely, tonight on Tuesday. And I think we need to start calling it Tech Talk Tequila Tuesday, um, because I didn't get any tacos. Nobody made me tacos, but I did do something else that was pretty cool. I rode probably 250 laps today, which is qu- quite a bit, really, for most people. But we um, talk about that later. Um, what else? What else went on? This is the show where we talk about our bikes and motorcycle products. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is my co-host currently. Uh, he's still in the audition phases. This is, I, I keep on wanting to say Cletus. Because that's the first thing I ever called you.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So it's Cooper, Cletus, Ty, Tyler. Nope, that's the other one's name. Luke. Luke. Yep. Right. They're all a bunch of first names. Um, when he learns how to, when he's out of coho school, we'll
2: include your number. I'll remember zero nine six.
3: You may enter a different wow. number now,
0: <laughs> or, or we press just the mailed on sign us. to send we have your no notification. And now everybody's got our uh, information for the call-in studio
2: which we your sms have. notification will include your number three
3: zero nine hey, six it's you may enter a different number
1: now
2: or press what? the pound listen. sign to send listen. your sms notification
1: yeah. oh wow yeah Everybody. mark daniels you got it all
0: okay so if you have all that information you can hack into our uh, our uh, call-in studio now i'm pretty sure which is super awesome uh so tonight the show is brought to you by our usual suspects, but we have a, like we talked about last week, we have a new sponsor, Seat Concepts, and that includes the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, yep. where you, the viewers, can not only chat in, Mark Daniels just knocked me out of my chair. He has tacos, tequila, and cerveza. That's that's what I'm saying. He's got it all. Yeah. Do you have this weird girl in your in your headphones or on your speaker, Mark, telling you how to uh, dial into the studio? I don't even know the number of our studio, but anyways, the it's C- on our show. It's on the show notes. Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. That's where you call in and uh, and you can get. Well, you don't know what you're going to get on this show, but hopefully it's good information. And when when you call in, make sure you give your name and the reason for your call, but keep it brief. Yep. Uh, we do actually have a special guest, though, coming on uh, probably about eight or so minutes. We do. Yeah. This this actually got worked out. Yep. I just got the email right now. Oh, because I was in the shower or the pool or both. Actually, I got in the <laughs> pool. and The pool is so stinking hot. <laughs> that I just was a sweating mess. It was like, I was like, I got into a sauna and then I was in the house walking around just sweating and I had to go get, literally take a cold shower before this show, which all of you guys really need to do because we've started off again with technical difficulties that I'm not super, super stoked on. Uh, Logan is, um, well, it was going,
3: it was going smooth. It It was was going going smooth. smooth. And what happened? Uh, Logan's, Got booted from the call for some reason. And so that is why you heard the lady talk because I was Logan rejoining.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's all working, hope everybody's having a good time. Um, This is show number what? 144. 144. I like that. For that, I'm drinking. Uh, let's see. I'm drinking some my Jimmy juice right now. This is my good Jimmy juice. And then uh, um, the tequila for tonight is Regosa which I'm going to bring in here. That's, uh, I'll have that a little later when things
1: get going, if I don't spill it. And uh, so our other sponsors are Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, and Seat Concepts. I used, I didn't use a Yamaha. I'm sure
0: there's Takamoto stuff on the bike I was riding. Oh yeah. I was actually wearing Climb goggles today. I'm, I'm testing uh, some of their new, they have, they have uh, the ones with the magnetic attachment and stuff. Okay, so yeah. I've, I've been uh, running those. Those are the cool ones that Matt wears. Yours are magnetic attachment, right? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Yours don't, that fancy lens, that gold lens. I haven't even tried to take it oh, off okay. because it has just been, I've had no reason to take it <laughs> off. So uh, yeah, I was wearing climb gear, running DDC sprockets. I had uh, everything set up to put a trail tech GPS on my bike, but I was riding around in a figure eight in my front yard. So I didn't really need it. <laughs> Fast Company Flex Handlebars, the best uh, flexing handlebars. And you saw me um, test them today. Yeah, you did. You tipped over a little bit. I did it a couple times. Yeah. And it would tipped over enough to where I asked him to politely kick my front wheel back into line. Uh, but the handlebars were still straight, which is amazing. Yep. No, it's not amazing, it's normal. And of course, uh, the after mentioned seat concept. So thank you everybody for sponsoring the show. If you're out there and you want to show support for these companies, cause they're helping us or they're helping this sport and industry uh, use them. Uh, and you can also help us out if you're going through and buying your dirt bike stuff at Rocky Mountain ATV MC, there's a banner on our web pa- webpage and on most of our fresh dirt stories, there's a thing that says shop at Rocky Mountain atvmc if you click on that it will take you over there and you can start shopping then and we get a little little slice of that a little commission as it were and also the amazon link which we put on uh, different things Uh, it's uh, usually at the bottom of this show if you're watching it later or it's in the chat someplace the amazon link helps us out a little bit if i can figure out um, how to get them to start sending the money to my bank account like they were supposed to which they stopped but that's my problem uh okay I have another business called uh, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. We're not teaching any classes for the foreseeable future, except for up at the Tour Tech Rally, which I'm going to in a couple of weeks. So you're not gonna to get to be a better rider for a little while, unless you wanna take one of our online courses. Uh, if you're a beginner or a novice rider, and you want to kind of really relearn the fun learn or relearn the very basic fundamentals of riding, uh, emails for a discount code to that, It's only about 40 bucks to uh, pretty much learn how to ride the right way. If you're in a relationship with somebody that wants to learn how to ride or you're related to somebody that you want to teach how to ride, I would suggest save that relationship and let us do the hard work for you. And
3: once you purchase that online course, uh, you'll actually be entered for my beta test as well.
0: Yeah, the beta test is- uh, It's live. It's live, which means Matt will personally assist
3: you. Mm (laughs) <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You go on, you make uh, an appointment, and you get a have a little meeting with me, and we get to talk about uh, a video. You you get to submit a video, and I get to watch it, and then you get to talk to me uh, about what I saw in
0: you in your video. And Cooper will start helping out with this pretty soon. Yep, I think. Uh, yes, training is going to start uh, pretty soon here. You're just in tons of training. You're out of school, and your training has just begun. I was teaching how to make wet dirt today. I actually got fired a couple of times, but I actually learned. Proper wet dirt, not not slick slime mud, no yep. shiny stuff. No shine. And no dust. It's, it's tricky. I'm picky about this. If anybody's ever seen me around a water truck or a hose or something, uh, yeah, it's kind of like me watching you change a tire. There's no way you can do it the way that I want you to do it. It's impossible. <laughs> so, uh, Okay, so we have... Um, Lots of stuff to talk about tonight. I see we got lots of questions, yeah, so lots, there's of questions. Di- lots of different ways you can uh, get us questions. You can email us. You can drop it in the chat in uh, in the live form. Or if you're watching this afterwards, go ahead and drop it in the comments. We go through those comments every week, uh, peel them back up, answer your question, then you get to watch it next week. So if you say, well, I wasn't live and now you can call in on the call in the Sea Concepts hotline. And that number, get your pens, papers, and Matt's going to type it in the chat or you're not going to type it in the chat? I'll type it in the chat, but we're not going to keep it open for the whole show. Okay, because it, co- it, costs, it costs money and we're poor people. And <laughs> I told Matt that every three cents that it costs us, it's going to come out of his, his uh, check. I think that's what I told him. Yep.
1: Uh, 775-318-5515 is the number. Can you say that again? 775 Three one eight five five one five. Three one eight five five one five. You will, uh, yeah, and give Logan your name and your reason for your call. Logan is the uh, the screener.
0: Yeah, Logan is in the other room right and now, and he'll thank me. He'll thank me for this, like when he gets older, because I've <laughs> noticed like Logan is getting progressively more lazy. Like yesterday, we were we were out in the garage working on dirt bikes. Yeah, we getting were getting stuff ready. And uh, Cooper called him, and what was Logan doing? He was sitting in his bed in his underwear, sitting and this is this is at least like noon to three o'clock. And I'm not sure what like and, and here's here's the way I think like if I if, if I remember correctly and I do, at my age, I can't I feel like I'm short in time. like I, I want to do so much different things and stuff. And if I felt like I was laying around in my underwear in the bed in the middle of the day, And I hadn't just kicked the girlfriend out. um, I'd be really, really disappointed in me wasting that time because so much to do. You don't get it back so much to do. And I know you guys didn't have dirt bikes, but I I offered and I could dress you guys up. Not that I'm weird or anything like that, but I do have a lot of (laughs) motorcycle gear. So, uh, okay, go ahead. And uh, yeah, if you, if you want to, and uh, we should get we should we should have gotten victor to call in
3: <laughs> well, i'm sure you maybe able. he's in the he, he commented on our announcement post that we were doing the show tonight, oh. so he might be able to
0: he might be on the chat yeah that could be interesting
1: we will, we will see what goes we'll on We'll see here. if he
0: can get we can get um disqualified from uh the hot the hot, seat the concepts <laughs> hot seat yeah the, the
1: hotline mm-hmm. okay go ahead all right we'd like to thank uh Yamaha for their sponsor Yamaha YZ four-stroke motorcycle for motocross riders driven to dominate the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022 the YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines reducing unsprung weight and new suspension settings for the full look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and 250F come an exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package, and you can take precision tuneability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and Industries only free power tune wrap. Okay, hold
0: on, because we got a question. It's really important. It, it, it supersedes what you're going to say. All right, Richard Cody, what does he want to know?
1: Oh, he's preparing to start racing Moran on my Husky 501. If you gave Could give me any advice for a noob getting started dirt racing. Okay. um, Right now, tell him what he should do visit yamahamotorsports.com today find your yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone richard richard it I, that couldn't have been timed any better
0: i think that i think you should just park the park the husky that's a big bike to be racing to moran yeah i think i think uh yeah you can find your YZ four stroke right there at uh, yamahamotorsports.com and if you really want to know about it what you should do should you should go over to dirtbiketest.com and go into one of the stories there. And actually this is the second banner that pops up. There's, there's a thing you can click on that shows how Eli Tomac won the Supercross championship. So that's a good start, right? To, to your a- thing victory. Uh-huh. Or you, you could go into the sidebar on the fresh dirt and see where Christian Craig won the 250 Supercross championship. And I know Moran and Supercross are a little bit different, but it's all motorcycles and it's all racing. So that's exactly what I would do. And if you click on both of those and then tell me how that goes, and then come back and ask that question again in 10 minutes, I will give you the real answer. <laughs>
3: well, actually those, those, those banners got taken down yesterday.
0: Oh, they did? Yeah. They, 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 they it was a super short, uh, Oh, it was a quick run. Quick quick run. run. Yeah. Just, so just, it's just normal YZ stuff. Just click on it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, <laughs> Hey, so have you, so hey, I can I, give him some insight. Well, I know you're a racer too, yeah. novice racer. I'm just wondering, is this going to be his first, his first racing period? I guess that that's what he means when he's a, he's a new, well, um, he says he's just getting started in dirt yeah. racing. Yeah. So it's the first thing I think it's a great place to go. Um, you're going to meet a lot of friendly people. Uh, there's probably a ton of people out there that give you any kind of advice you need when you're there at the race. I would uh, just hope on, on my side that, you know, maybe, and I did this when I very first time I ever went to a motocross race. I went to the race the week before and watched. Okay. Yeah. I went out and watched and, and saw, you know, my, my parents made me do this, you know, but we went and watched and saw how it worked. So we weren't learning kind of on the fly. We weren't double learning on the fly. Yep. But, um, you know, you get to see how people start, where they finish, what they you know, how they gas, it, all, all those things like that. That wouldn't, that wouldn't hurt um, to go and watch one. Uh, and then, and then I know that, uh, most of the desert racing is, is pretty, uh, club heavy, you know, there's lots of different clubs that are out there yep. and, and especially, you know, you might be going out with, by yourself or with a friend or whatever, but if you, if you can find somebody in a club that you can kind of, you know, be a prospective member or ask them it, they can help you, they can help you pit, you know, and then if something, and really where you, where you need them is when some, if something goes wrong, when something goes wrong, uh, it's like a backup thing. But, uh, you know, if your riding's on point, if you're comfortable with your riding, if your equipment it, it feels good to you, I think you're ready to go. What do you think, Cooper?
1: Yeah, um, I would make sure most people, most of the novices I've been seeing recently, make sure you wear some sort of camelback water or something. Cause you know, you're going through the desert, you're going to get tired. Don't think you can just not have any water and make it to your pits. That's a good one. Yeah. You don't want to be cramping out there.
3: So uh, can I chime in with my vast racing experience of five Abs- desert races? Absolutely. Um, the best advice I ever got was from Crazy Eight. actually. He told me. <laughs> Get over the back and gas it. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he told me the exact
1: opposite. Just on the start. Just let everyone go. Yep. And oh. then just
3: trail ride and you will start picking people off. Right. Like you're with your, your friends. friends. quick.
1: Nate told you this.
3: He told me, yeah, just let people go. No way. Off the start. And then just trail ride. Cause you're fir- it's your first race. Your goal should be to finish and you build off of that. That's go that's, for finishing.
0: Yeah. That, that I, I should have said that too, you know, uh, but you know, in order to, to finish first, you must first finish. Yeah. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that was, that was often told to me.
3: Yeah. And, I, and just don't, don't be worried about results. Right. My,
1: my yeah. first race, you know, I came out of the corner just high, telling it and got out of my comfort zone and mistakes were made and regrets were made, too. Yeah. So <laughs> make sure you just, you know, ride like you're with your friends. Right. A little trail ride.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Richard, aside from getting a, a YZ, um, you know, go, go ride the Husky the first time. And then when you want to go to Victory Zone, uh, you know, YamahaMotorsports.com might help you out. Remember, they are a sponsor of this show. So that's why we throw that kind of stuff in. Uh, although ask Trevor, I think that the YZ450 FX is that type of bike of choice. Mm-hmm. We have a really awesome story on how he prepped it that's to finish, unfortunately, second overall at the uh Ooh. Glen Helen 10 Hours at Glen Helen. Oh man, that's a lot but of riding! It's because he
1: doesn't come and train with me. I oh. think he was out there if you would be out there doing your figure eights, he would go it, first. There's a
0: lot more to it than that, but it, yeah, he, he, he. he He's he pretends like he's busy all the time, but I think it's because Matt's always calling him, asking him how to do social media stuff. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I'm looking to grow. Yeah, to grow. Um, yeah, and uh, they're night races, so that's 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 another yeah, way to <laughs> jump right that into is pretty it. Pretty intimidating, yeah. And that's what Trevor talks about prepping that Yamaha for is for the Glen Helen race, which was a night race also. So yeah, Richard, uh, thanks for joining in on the show, and let us know how it goes. Um, maybe you can call in and tell us about your first race, and tell us call back and tell us. What idiots we were, and the biggest piece of advice that we didn't give you that you sh- that you wish we would have. That's your that's your job for for doing that. So, uh, awesome. Uh, how's everything else going? Are we getting any any calls yet? No, uh, our special guest is has not called in yet. That's okay. It's probably good that like uh,
1: Logan's over there in the room. Is he is he in his underwear? In the I know. Room. I can go. Check. I, I, we can go check if he fell asleep though. <laughs> Remember, guys, if you want to call in for the hot seat hotline, it's 775-318-5515. I can hear him mumbling
0: now. I don't know if he's yelling back at us or anything else. Okay, so let's go to our questions. So these are questions that we received oh. on our websites, on our uh, on our things. We're going to go
1: ahead. What is uh, Steve? Giro... We'll say Steve. Hi, Jimmy, comma. E T L, have it. Two thousand eight. All that's at all. That means oh. everybody else. Oh, he doesn't want just my opinion. Okay, That's all. Have it. Two thousand eight. Huskerberg. F E five fifty e. The hydraulic. What did you call that? The what? What did you call it? Hey, the so bike or the? it's it's, it's <laughs>
0: sacrilege. That hey two thousand eight a what?
1: Huskerberg.
0: Oh, you're fired. Did I say that wrong? Right. Oh. Yeah. You're fired. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna cut Steve's things because we got a call.
1: our first ever call from uh this is Lyndon. Yep. Hot oh, seats. Let's
0: see how so he is on the air right now. Lyndon, how are you doing? Hello. Yep. You're you're All live right? on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Do you have any idea what you've gotten yourself into?
4: Um <laughs> uh. Austin filled me in, so hopefully I know what I'm getting myself into. But we'll
0: see. So this is Lyndon. I don't,
4: I don't have a PBR with me. So.
0: <laughs> it's no no worries. We don't we don't discriminate. Um, so uh, Lyndon's from you started Seat Concepts way back when. When would that have been? Um. So that'd been
4: in 2009.
0: Oh, that's really not that far back. I thought it was farther than that. But then again. It is 2022, <laughs> so it's you're just yeah. old. It's been it's been it's been ages. And I met you at the airport, someplace in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> do you do you remember? So I, was, um, so I oh yeah, I flew, no, I
4: was going down. What?
0: I was I was flying back to do some sort of um, uh, press stuff for BMW. I think I you know I was. I I have no idea what I was at the time (laughs) I was probably in the process of getting fired, but it, it, um, I think me and my wife were at the airport and I mean, we must've had gear bags and you pulled up and said, Hey, you want to ride? (laughs) And I have, I have no idea why I needed a ride, why I didn't have a ride arranged, but yeah, we hopped in the car and drove to where Okeechobee or something like this.
4: No, it was, um, I want to say it's, um, Dave city or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, th- but I, w- I was in town for the GNCC. So.
0: Correct. And that's, that's where I ended up going. Um, and I guess the weird thing was, is I was kind of going back there to do this press thing, which is in, in conjunction with that whole Daytona bike week. But I, I managed to finagle a ride, um, for the GNCC. I think I rode the, the, the industry, the industry class, or the more I know, I got to. I, I'm pretty sure by then I was delegated to riding the morning races. But do you do you remember? Did I race a Cannondale there? Yep. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I I remember. You know what the Cannondale was really good at in every life, slamming into palmettos, like those, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like those 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 clumps that you hit that you don't even see in the sand that Cannondale was really good at, at doing that. <laughs> so
4: I thought you were going to say it was good at breaking down, but the Tomatoes is just as good too. <laughs> um, I don't know. I,
0: you know, I spent a lot of time. I mean, when I was a journalist, I used to write everything and test everything. And I spent a lot of time on Cannondales and in all honesty, and just like, just like Hoosabergs, who, who, um, Ooh, my, my co-host here was Hoosaberg here. Um, you know I spent a lot of times on Husqvarna's too and I did, I didn't have really a whole lot of mechanicals on them but then I guess I'm just easy on on equipment so but anyhow Lennon uh you started C Concepts you guys have been very successful you make some of the best seats that I've ever ridden on uh and especially those thank you those uh what's the material I always like to call it suede it's, yes it's the it's the the ones that you make that are like the rally bike seats, which I still have a lot of bikes that yep. I set up like um like rally bikes. And with that in combination with your foam and the shape of the foam, it's there's they're literally so good. And if, if you're like a dual sport guide guy in you know wanting to do like longer distance riding on uh, you know, a KTM or Husky or you know, a bigger a bike that that seat shape is so awesome because of the way it's cut and then you add that suede to it it gives it just a certain amount of grip and it's just nice on your bottom i it's, love the seats they're so good yeah you have well you're you're upset because you're what your brother put yours on and
1: yeah it's something somehow i got put on wrong and at the the bottom where like, the clip is got smashed and i was like shoot
0: yeah, yeah. he was he was all he was all bummed out But uh, anyhow, um, so give us a little bit of history on on, uh, how that's, I mean, because you guys are doing
4: real well. Yes, sir. Um, Well, we started, um, so the seat concept side of the business started in 2009. But um, if you want to back up about five years before that, I got started making seats for vintage motocross bikes because I was, I was really into restoring and racing vintage motor motocross bikes, and um, that was one of the first things that um, people needed. You know, you get a bike out of out of the barn somewhere, and it's all rat chewed, the seats destroyed, and uh, at the time, there was very there just wasn't an option for for the majority of the bikes. So I figured out how to make the seats, how to how to make the the molds because. When we make a seat, they're not a uh, glued together composition. So we use molds and it's a liquid foam material that's injected into the mold and it takes the shape of, in that case, the OEM seat, you know? Right. So, um, so we got started doing that and 09 hit and, you know, our world just kind of, or 08, basically, somewhere around in there when that big, the, the great uh, recession hit our world got turned upside down. So I was trying to find something that I could make a seat for that would actually sell in enough numbers to make a real business out of it <laughs> instead of, you know, just an excuse to go, to, go to the vintage races and, and pedal a few seats, you know? And, um, so a buddy of mine had a deer Z 400 and I said, Hey man, I bet I could make a good seat for that. So we started experimenting and, we made a seat for him and he wrote, he was riding it back and forth to work. And he goes, man, this thing is like, it's like really good. And, uh, one thing led to another and we started peddling them on, peddling them on a couple of online web forums. And one thing led to another. We sold a couple, a couple equaled 10, 10 equal 20. And we go, man, we're on to something. So we started making molds for all kinds of bikes. And that's how Seat Concepts was born. And today, I think we make seats for roughly about 250 different models of bikes. Um, we build and ship well over 3,000 units a, a month. And we went from my garage to 45 employees since 2009. So, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> took, took off like a rocket. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: so. it's, it's funny because I remember, you know, when I was testing all these different bikes, one of the biggest complaints that journalists always had about bikes was just horrible seats. And I don't, I don't sit down a whole lot, I guess. And so I'm not really picky about like that, that part of the, that part of the seat. But when, when I started racing, especially on the rally bike, I started getting really picky about the seat because you're on the bike for so long and you're hanging on. And then that's sort of when I started doing my adventure riding and my dual sport riding a lot more. And then, yeah, then you get, then you get really picky about it. And now with the motocross bikes being so powerful and stuff, you want your seat to actually kind of, it's not really, you're not sitting on, on your bike. You're hoping that you, when you put your butt down, it holds you onto the motorcycle just a little bit better. Right.
4: And then the shape, honestly, a lot of guys have discovered because where the seat flares out, you know, where you see, it actually gives you something to lock onto your knees as well. You know? um, So a lot of guys have discovered that. And if you go to a GNCC now, half the field in a 10 o'clock race, all the old guys are running our seats. Which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I think that's more. We, we have uh, my friend of mine, Crazy Nate, talks about how he never really he, it says it looks like he's sitting down, but he was just kind of bouncing up and down off the top of his seat. And, and, and in his, yep. he, he's, he's a million years old, but I was telling him like, oh, Nate, you can't do that anymore because bikes don't really have seats. You know, he's talking about the old YZ, you know, the old, uh, you know, monoshock YZ 250s and yep. stuff like that. He used to race, uh, you know, XR 500s that used to have this, you know, that there were good four inches of foam on those bikes. And now we're down to what? Oh, like, Eagle. You know, 10 or 20 millimeters. Two. Yeah. At the very back. Exactly. A, a,
4: gen- like, a generous seat would have two inches of foam in it on a modern bike. They're they're hollow underneath and mo- you know, you don't really see that you take it off and turn it upside down and it's hollow underneath, you know, for weight savings and whatnot, but there's not much foam in a modern seat. So. Yeah.
0: We have uh Lucas Stenhouse who's on the, uh, in the chat room says, bring back the Husaberg seats. You notice how I said that word? Um,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to yeah, practice yeah, that yeah, one. Cooper, so. Yeah.
0: Husaberg. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I have any seat concept seats on my Husabergs. I don't, I don't know. I I've, I I've, I have to confess, Lynn. And I know you have a lot of vintage bikes and and some odd uh, modern bikes as well. But uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the uh, Husabergs. You may have heard, right, <laughs> or, or seen. So, get,
4: so the the Austrian Husabergs or the Swedish
0: Husabergs? Oh, any any? I don't own any Swedish Husabergs because, uh, mm, uh, why? Because they're unreliable, I guess. Everybody tells me they're unreliable, right. even though I I was getting like 150 hours out of like an older Husaberg 650. That was the that was the they were kind of built in Austria, but there's still the Swedish design. But they still had they still had water right. pump issues and things like that. But I like I like that 70 degree motor. I'm I'm a huge fan of the 570. You know because I I like right, I, yeah. I, you know I want to make sure that the bike I'm on has more power than your bike. It didn't. And, I, and with that one, I know that that's what I have for the most part. And then if and if I doesn't, then I just go get one of my KTM eleven nineties or something and then I'm plenty happy. <laughs> yep. So do you still have the SMW? SWM? Um
4: I, I did I didn't catch that what you say? Do you
0: have the S, 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 SMW or S W M? S I'm now I'm drawing a blank. Don't oh, me oh, out. SWM is... SWM. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: SWM. Yeah, I, so
4: we have um yeah, I think we have a couple of those, and um, for whatever reason, they got taken off the website, so we're going to have to look at I because uh, Austin mentioned that, and I looked on the website, and yeah, they weren't there, so, <laughs> so we but, do make them, so but, I don't know what happened there, a technical glitch on our, our end, but, but we do
0: make those. Two. But you you do, you had one of those bikes, right?
4: An SWM? No, I haven't, so I have a really, I have an AJP.
0: Oh, that's right, it was the AJP, see, see here's here's where everybody thinks that i know everything but it was just i knew it was a bike it was a weird bike that had three letters (laughs) that's what's important they're
4: kind of both red it looks like a rally bike yeah right
0: yeah it's and it's it's really heavy yes (laughs) yeah i i would say it's like it's like a it's like a it's it's like a dr 650 that kind of grew some rally stuff to it or something just as because the dr650 is kind of a heavy bike also that doesn't it doesn't necessarily look like yeah it. yeah but I, I think i wrote it up at that uh at that that thing that martin hackworth put together for some of the trail advocacy up in idaho that we we were at that one time yep. so and and that's
4: yeah. A, yeah, you are you're tooling around on it up there sure
0: yeah that's that's a that's another thing um that you know, you should know is that a lot of the companies that I like dealing with that I that I support also support land use issues. You know, they're 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 actively involved in keeping riding areas open. You know, supporting they they know they have to because if we don't have any place to ride, you know, you, companies like this, like everybody, all companies really don't have product to, products to sell. So, um, no,
4: if the guy you know, if you want to ride a bike, they certainly aren't going to need a seat. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: you know. So uh, any, any other cool stuff that we should know about for seat concepts?
4: Um, well, um, so we moved uh, not long before we were at the Martin uh, ride. We moved up here from California and that was a, that was a good move. Um, it's just, this is, this is paradise. I love living in Idaho. Um, the, you know, the riding just, it's hard to beat the ride in here. I don't know if you if you can. Um, the weather's nice. Don't get tons of snow. It gets a little cold. It's like the high desert, you know. So, um, but love that. Um, what else we got going on? And and you and you Getting were ready to um... go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, and you, and you were smart enough
0: to get your company up and running strong enough so that you could uh, go do more product testing. Correct?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, um, I got it. I got one of the new 1290s in. So we're just starting to make the, you know, do the initial R and D work for a seat for that. Um, so that's coming down the pike. We just finished up the nine Oh one stuff. And that'd be um, the, the Hus- Husqvarna norden right? Yeah. Yeah. Husqvarna norden nine Oh one. Um, on a personal note, I'm getting ready to fly out on uh, Sunday. My oldest daughter is getting ready to have her first grandchild, so we're going to Charleston, South Carolina, to welcome welcome the new kiddo to the family. So that's really excited about that. Uh, but life is just great, man. I really got no complaints. We moved up here. We've assembled a hell of a team. I, you've met Austin or know Austin? You know he's he was a score for us. Um, but, uh, we're just, the business is firing on all cylinders right now. And, and our, my goal is just to keep that momentum
0: rolling, you know? Yeah. Well, it did, did the, the products really do speak for themselves. Like I said, every, every, I, <laughs> and Matt seen this in action before a lot of times I decide which bike I'm going to ride based on whether it has a seat concept seat on it or not and because there's because i have a few different ktm versions of ktms they're all 500s they're all sort of set up for rally and i can sort of pick and choose grab whichever one but it's when i'm doing that it the one of the biggest things i'll look at the tires okay the tires the moose is good and then i look at the seat (laughs) that's the way that's the way i make that's the way i make my decision it's like okay and then and then if if it's like if it's like one of the bikes that's the same like i have three or four 2014 to 2016s oh the seat just gets swapped around the seat stays underneath my butt no matter what bike i'm riding and then and then the difference between my 2017 and my 2020 is a lot of times i don't want i want to ride the 2017 just because i have i like the the configuration of the motor a little bit better but i ride the 20 because i have the good seat so yeah
2: there's
4: there's a well the, the the other the other thing, too, is once you get the seat broken in, man, it's like, you know, you don't want to, it's got to, you know, it's it's broken in just for you. So now you don't want to, you know, you just always want to ride that same seat.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah and yeah so Matt you don't get to ever ride my uh my bike my seat concept seats well cause Matt let him borrow my 500 the yeah, last time we borrowed my 500 and yeah. came back with a valve kind of missing and lost a valve yeah does does, he, does he concepts offer uh,
1: a seat that will fix the valves
0: no that drops <laughs> no you'll probably be so <laughs> comfortable you'll probably be so comfortable <laughs> on your butt that you won't actually will even not m- pay attention to where you're going and then the valve will fall out of the motor just like last time <laughs> oh yeah I would have even gotten more I would have even I more lost I would I would have found another main road is, to take. This is a this is a, this is a very uh, a very long story, and it just gets more sad every time I tell it. But the bike's up and running. That's what I was riding today. I was I was breaking in when I was doing those figure eights. Oh, you want me to break it in more? No, it's fine. Break in or break down? Break uh, I, I, down. Forget, I think I'm getting these two confused. Yeah. So, but um I'm I'm super stoked that you guys are on board uh, supporting us, and uh, so it's the seat concepts hot seat hotline. And uh, you'll probably enjoy how I grill people if they don't have the right seat on their bike when they call on this
4: hotline. <laughs> cool. So Cool. Yeah, I get it. Just, um, you know, and if uh, anything we can help you guys with, you know, don't hesitate to call.
0: Yeah, you know? well, it's, they. I mean... You guys built in the, re- the I got kind of, I kind of, kind of got a little detached from you guys for a little while. And then um one of your, one of your previous marketing guys saw me do a demo at, I think at Tour Tech Rally or something a few years back. And he said, how come you don't ride, ry- how come you don't um, run a different seat on that bike? And I didn't know who he was when he was asking me. I go, well, I go, cause I never sit down and I go in, in reality, these seats on, on, for me, I go on the adventure bikes and this, you're going to, you're going to make a right. killing when you do that 1290 seat, correct, by the way, <laughs> I just, I actually, okay. I, I've never ridden a production one. I've, I i did. I rode, I rode an early one, early production one. And it was because right. they're really working so hard to make the seat height low on those bikes. They're really, they're, they're, they're really compromising a lot of things to have a low seat height because it's so important for what we call showroom bounce. You know, people want to put both of their feet on the ground. Right. But when I explained to your guy, I said, I said, yeah, I don't like because I feel like I'm sitting in a bucket on these adventure bikes. And I don't, you know, but I stand up all the time. So it's not a big deal. But when I sit down, I sit down so far and the foot pegs are so high. In other words, the seat's been cut down so low. And this is the one thing a lot of people don't understand when I explain it to them. is like you don't ride with your feet on the ground. That shouldn't be your most important consideration when you're talking about your seat. So I run a tall seat on my Adventure bike, yeah. especially for when I'm really adventure touring. When I'm doing stupid stuff like doing demos, I'd almost prefer to have a lower seat because then I can, you know, do foot plants and hop over logs or you know yeah. get my feet on the ground when I do something dumb, which I shouldn't be doing on an adventure bike, anyways. But that he, he they they built me up a tall a tall ribbed uh, uh, KTM 10, 1090 seat, and I love that thing. I that thing has just been because it's super grippy. It's got like some grip, aggressive yeah. grippy stuff on the side and it's got those ribs on it. So when I get on the gas, that thing, and every once in a while I do, um, you know, you, you stick on the bike and then it's so comfortable when you sit down because you only sit down halfway down. You don't fold your legs like tent stakes. And so like adventure bike riders, yeah. tall seats, bro. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, we call, we call those the hard adventure seats. Huh? And uh, we, we sell a lot of those actually.
0: Yeah, I I think guys that, you know, that, that are really doing a lot of touring on the bikes are kind of catching on. They, they start realizing that when they, when their legs aren't so folded up, when they're, you know, sitting up just a little bit taller, it makes it easier to stand up when you need to go from sitting to standing. You can always get your butt off to the side a little bit and get that foot down when you come to a stop. And and if you're really doing adventure riding, which doesn't mean doing 22 stoplights between your house and going to Starbucks, it means you're going to ride the backcountry discovery route through Oregon or the backcountry discovery route through Washington. You know, it, it, then you're not doing stopping and starting. You're just sitting on your seat, just, you know, passing miles and then standing up when the riding gets technical yep. and that's where those things really yep. um, really uh really work good so um uh, block san felipe bob uh completely out of the whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh bob just made a comment that he he, he mentioned a competitor's uh seat uh, company and, say and uh it. But he oh wait, he says one of these days I'll give Sea concept a try. So at there least we're go. no, we'll let Bob stay now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so but anyways, uh thanks for uh thanks for joining us. If you ever if you ever need us to uh to tell something somebody about something new, look get a hold of us, tell us about your adventures. And you're okay. still you still go out and race some GNCCs every once in a while, yes?
4: Yeah, so I was um I went down to Florida and I I'm originally from Florida. So um, that's kind of the tie-in why you saw me down there. But uh, I went down to race the Florida Trail Riders Hair Scramble Series all winter. They, they do it in the winter in Florida for obvious reasons. But uh, so I, I raced every one of the events and um, I haven't been racing in years and years and I was riding 50A and I, I, I finally got up to, got a second place in one of the races. I, I didn't get a win yet, but that's my goal for next season. Um, but uh that I had a lot of fun with that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to some GNCCs after their summer break and just get tuned up and warmed up for the Florida series. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like well, I, I, I having a lot of fun with that. Oh, I forgot one thing I was going to tell you. So we're going to, and we'll, we'll keep you guys in the loop on this, but you know, the KTM rally is going to be right up the road from our shop this year. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. A couple hours up. <laughs> up. Allegedly. Yeah. And, uh, So, if and when that happens, we're hoping to, you know, do some shop tours and that kind of stuff. So, I'm sure uh, a lot of your listeners, you know, if they're going to come to the KTM rally, we we welcome them to come by the shop and show them how everything. Hey, maybe we can really cool. Maybe we can do
0: a tech talk taco Tuesday episode live from there. That would be dope. I'm down for
4: a remote. Oh yeah.
0: Can Can Logan sit around there in his underwear? This is the, the question. Can my call screener just sit and wearing his underwear? <laughs> well, we can put him on a nice seat. To,
4: <laughs> yeah. I'll have to run up HR and see what they say. <laughs> we might be able to work something out. So, cool.
0: Okay, Lennon. Yeah. Hey, thanks a bunch for being our first ever caller on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. And uh, I'm sure we will run into you out in the trail. But, hey, don't get discouraged by getting second place in the 50 class in Florida because those dudes haul ass. That's a too so yeah yeah and 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 like riding in Florida yeah. sand is a whole special treat in itself and and uh, uh they they're gnarly those guys I mean they 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 don't know what a hill is to save them from themselves like a hill is a freeway overpass and it's usually paved and you just <laughs> go over it to get from one from over the railroad tracks or something like this or over some gully or ravine with water in it but man do they go fast through sand hoops really fast <laughs> so
4: okay well. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say they a uh, lot I know a couple of the guys and they ride it. You know they live on acreage and they're able to ride all the time. And you know it's cold up here in Idaho, so I was coming from not riding since the last race. And then you know it's it's tough, but I, you know I'm not making excuses. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them next year for sure. Cool. They they don't know what's gonna hit them. So
0: <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, we will uh, talk to you soon, and uh, thanks for calling in.
4: Okay, Brian. You guys have a good one and we appreciate uh the, the opportunity.
0: Okay, we'll cool. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye bye. Okay, so you were gonna get back to uh to the to Steve's thing. Can you can you try this? You're gonna get a second try.
1: what oh, like if rem- I say I forgot
0: already? You cannot forget. Huskerberg.
1: Huska-berg. <laughs>
0: wow, that's almost as good Wait, as Washugala. The, where's the K oh, come from?
1: Washugula. Well, I was and- trying to remember. What you said, and
0: Husaburg, not just read it. Husaberg, Husaberg, get the bell and just start ringing it. Husaberg, Husaberg.
1: Okay, I good. saw it was close. So, <sighs> hi Jimmy and all. Have you 2008 Husaberg FE? <laughs> Did I say it wrong again? Are you sure the head hit made you smarter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Well, he's got a FE 550E, a hydraulic Magura. Clutch doesn't feel like it fully disengages with the lever at all the way in, even with adjustment dial fully in. Is there any further adjustments at the save cylinder? Might the system simply need to be bled? There is always clutch drag and finding neutral is a pig as per usual on most bikes. Great show, by the way, Hoseberg. okay. Hoseberg. So, um,
0: it sounds like something is, is missing in there. Uh, like, And if the adjustment on the slave cylinder, so on on the master cylinder, so the master cylinder is up on the top and the slave cylinder is down on the bottom. And there's really not an adjustment down there that I know of. But so have you taken it apart? The question is, have you taken it apart and put it back together? And I know on some of those, there was a there was a there's a long pin in there and there is also a sometimes a ball bearing. That's, that's along that pin and that shaft. And on the other side where the push, where the push part is on the basket, there's, there's some washers. And it sounds like maybe something in there has gone missing and it's caused the, it's caused the slave cylinder to kind of go to the end of its range. But for sure, in the thing about the hydraulic things, they're self compensating. But if that piston is kind of reaching the end of its stroke, it can't go any farther, and and so I'm guessing that that that's where it is. You you sort of need to you need to push that piston back in, and then get something in there to lengthen the activation rod, uh, so that so that it can do its work. Uh, the other thing that could have happened, see, generally when when the clutch wears, it actually the 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 distance gets smaller, so you it you know it compresses the piston back in. So I, I don't I don't think you've like worn the clutch down, but uh then I'm just wondering if something I've seen there's other things I've seen happen. I've seen the nut on the clutch basket come loose. So you're actually pushing the whole clutch basket away from the the bearing, and so you're actually pressing the clutch basket. The whole assembly away before it actually starts to open up. So there's a lot of different things it could be. So I don't I don't necessarily think it's gonna. You're gonna find it's just the slave unit. gonna you're gonna find that something is missing in there or something has come loose that's causing it not to uh, adjust. So uh, think about that. And there's how you say it now. From now on, you need to say Huskeberg. That looks like Huskaberg. Yeah, that says Huskeberg. Yeah, Husk, hus, huska Huskeberg. Uh, ber. Huskeberg.
3: Yeah, I think there'd be an H after the A for a Huska bird, but I'm still confused. Where did the K come from? Well,
1: I was just imagining Jimmy Lewis saying it, and that's what came out.
0: (laughs) Uh, Was
1: I naked? No, God, what the? Well, I
0: don't know. (laughs) She might have been hacked into my grinder account or something like that. I don't know
1: what's going on with you kids these days. Okay, next question. It's from Mark Skolrod. I am told by my local KTM dealer that I can get a 2023 300 XC September. Also, the XCWs t- with TPI won't be here out won't be out until a year or so from now. I want to skip the TPI bikes. I own a 2017 250 XCW with the SX head. I have a MX bikes, so I don't need a do all bike. I live in Ronovik and ride some single. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure
0: wherever Ronovik is, they don't say it like that, but keep
1: <laughs> No, keep just skipping. Okay.
0: Just My XE
1: works okay with about 130 PSI in the forks and the click and the clickers backed out and it works okay on the MX track. Yes, it's an XE. I ride vet like MX track at the same location. The longest jump is 50. The older W saw so a 14, 350 in 2018 or 19, 300 TPI. I rode We're great in the technical single track, but confidence, confidence deflating on the MX track. If the 2023 W will have a similar feel on the track, I think I'll stick with the XC. Any thoughts on waiting for a W instead of the XC?
0: So, so Mark, it's really simple. You, you kind of, you kind of spill this out. You say you have a motocross bike. Yeah. So if, if you want a trail bike, get XCW if you want to get a bike that you can do more stuff on more versatile, if you're going to take the bike on the track at all, get XC. It's, it's really that simple. I would not take an XCW onto the track and expect it to work. And and I, I get where you're talking about with that confidence. If you've ridden motocross bikes and you ride an XCW or, 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 you know, any sort of like trail bike on a motocross track, they feel horrible. And just like a motocross bike feels horrible out on the trails, if you've ever ridden a trail bike, so it's there, there are two different kinds of setups. And, and I will tell you that the new, the newer KTM fuel injection, you're calling it TBI, I'm pretty sure. I don't know exactly what they're calling that. I didn't read that much because I got upset when I started reading everybody's impressions. Uh, so I didn't pay attention. the The newer system provides a lot more bark or motocross style power delivery which complements what you're going to be doing with that bike so for sure um, make sure that you decide what you're going to do with it if you're just going to keep it exclusively as a trail bike because you have a motocross bike i would have no problem you would go on with xcw if you're going to want a multifaceted bike go with a newer bike mostly for the suspension but i think you'll be impressed with the way that the power delivery is uh it it is it is better and and it'll be interesting to see what they do with tpi versus the newer system um i know that you know i I've, I've i've had some discussions with the way that they're thinking and i i kind of i kind of uh, um they're smart they're smart they're a smart company they'll they'll figure it out it sort of depends on what the market uh demands as far as some there's some other stuff that goes into a lot of that but i i think that TPI was the the one that they could get working better first and this newer one's a little bit more complicated to get to get working properly just it's just the the way that fuel injection is on a two stroke fuel injection on a two stroke is very very difficult it's not easy it's way harder in a four stroke because stuff's happening so much quicker and uh, so this is uh, this is where we're at and when you want really snappy throttle response. That's when things get really complicated. It's really easy to make things run like a diesel, which is really good for trail riding. That's the kind of that's the kind of power. Well, most guys think they want a top fuel dragster, but they really need a diesel to do what they want to do. And I I love my uh, my TPI bike. I really I'm really really happy with it. Uh, so that's the answer to that question.
1: All right, we got a couple more questions. Harley is asking: Is it bad to store gas in a gas or jug without it being fully sealed? Like say with the vent open, would that make the gas go bad faster, or or allow it to pick up more moisture? Thanks.
0: Um, I am going to uh, turn this one over to Chris Reel for the expert answer. <laughs> but my my experience is is when it's in a so the worst thing you can do is just leave it open atmosphere, you know, really open atmosphere, like big opening, like gas cap off. Worst thing you can do. Next thing, worst thing you can do is have it in your like gas, plastic gas tank with a vent open, like, you know, a normal dirt bike that just has a gas vent. That gas seems to go um, bad just a little bit quicker than a, just a general plastic gas can, in my opinion. Um, and the only, my only testing has been through real world experience. If I want to preserve gasoline I have it in sealed metal cans or metal drums that are not sitting on a concrete floor because it'll, the condensation somehow works its way into those containers. So like any of my fuel drums that are there for a while, I always have a piece of wood underneath them. So they're angled slightly and then there then air can get underneath. And especially if you're in a humid environment, this becomes, um, a little more of a concern, but, um, yeah, I I don't think I would be storing gas in an open unsealed container. Uh, Chris
1: real says keep tank vent closed. Gas does not like sunlight. See? There's the, this is what's so cool about this show is we have experts like
0: Chris that are that are there kind of paying attention watching and they're keeping me from tripping over my tongue. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you trying to pronounce Hoosaberg. Oh god. I I don't even remember how to say or it. Arwaschugel? Our Washugula. Right. Washugula. What was the other word? What was Washuga? the
1: other word? Washugula. Washugula. What's
0: the other word? We need a list of the words. We we need to make a game out of this. Yeah. There, there there's a few. There's a few. You know what? That's a, That's what we'll do. We'll get we'll get a couple new words every episode, and we'll have you say them. Keep them like four letters. No, no. We're gonna go with like there'll be motorcycle related words. Okay. And and we'll we'll put them in there, and we'll have you pronounce them. I'm gonna start You, you think you think we only pick on Logan? <laughs> in his in in the other room, in his underwear, sitting on the couch. You think he's listening to us? No, he's he's on. What what do you guys do? Chitter chat or something like that? Snapchat. Snapchat. Right. Okay. How many? So how many of his of his how many of his uh his sisters' friends are his girlfriends? Um, that's beyond me. Are are you fishing from that same
1: pond? Nope. Are you guys competing?
0: Nope. Okay, just checking.
1: <laughs> chris real says if you smell gasoline vapors in your garage that is horsepower leaking <laughs> that's right leaving that is correct i totally agree with
0: that too every time i open up my shipping container you know with the bikes in there you, f- oh. you smell all that horsepower coming out yeah. i always want
3: to i i'm scared
0: uh, like i'm glad no one smokes by there because i have a feeling we'd have uh a bit of an explosion of someone just just shows how it just shows how those things are sealed up, but that's why we have to pull them out Mm -hmm. every, you know, every month or two and start them all up and run them and then fill the gas tanks back up. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Chris. Uh, So anyways, if you, uh, Oh, George wants to call. Yeah, he wants to call in. Well, did somebody tell – so do you have to use the chat to ask if you can call and then no, call in? No, just go ahead and call in. Just go ahead and call in. Yeah, 775 yeah, you know 318 why? You know why he wants to call in. I know the exact reason why he wants to call in. He's like, hey, Jimmy, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, Ragosa tonight. It, this is uh, this is
1: stuff I uh, imported back from my trip down to, to Baja. So next question. It's from Chris Broomell. Hi, I've been shopping for a red, white, or orange three hundred two two-stroke to save my 2007 450 EXC from the abuse of technical stuff rocks single track around Southern California and beyond. With regard to the 2023 KTM 300 SX-XC changes to the bikes you were able to ride are and are guarding your wallet, do you think I could? I should wait for the engines to come to the 2024 XCW? or other colored KTMs. I prefer to be on the spring forks and wide tranny. Oh boy. You have a lot of special needs. <laughs> it sounds like he likes the colors. No, no. I mean, uh, and, but
0: that's the thing. I mean, big John, uh, out here, John Perkins, um, he wanted, he wanted a certain variety. He wanted a linkage and he wanted a certain fork and, and it, he had to wait for this certain in the only certain Husky. And the only way he could get it was the rockstar edition. So I, I understand that the thing you're going through there. Um, If you are looking for a trail bike, I don't think that the new motor is that important. Like if you're if you're looking for trail bike, if you're looking for uh, a bike with a more aggressive power delivery, then wait for the new. It's not really a new motor. It's new fuel injection. Um, It's a a new cylinder because there's no there's no ports on the transfer ports. It's all in the one boost port in the back. But um, and then it's an electric power valve which is also part of the equation. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's different. So yeah, I guess, cause the electric power valve, it's, it is new, but the bottom end is kind of the same. Uh, so if it, it really depends and I, I don't really, for trail riding, I don't really have any problems with the way the current, the current bike works. And, yeah, I don't. And but I, I guarantee you that if they're if they switch, if they switch over to that electric power valve, it's going to make the motor so much more versatile. But remember, they're going to deliver it to you. And if KTM continues on their ways, they're going to deliver it to you one or two ways. You're going to get like two positions on a switch. And then in order to alter that and and God only knows how the aftermarket is going to respond and start playing to with that power valve adjustment because that's a huge huge you can do so much with an electronic power valve but for the aftermarket to understand it and and I keep saying this that I still have a hard time finding an aftermarket tuned ECU that works as good in rideability and drivability as the stock ones on most bikes um Oh, sure, they all make more horsepower, but they're not as usable, especially where I like to ride them. And I don't like to take it out of my driveway and go out in the street and turn it wide open and go, oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of power. I actually go out in the trail and use it. And you, did you hear my, did you hear my bike popping, the, the, those couple pops I got when I was doing figure eight today? I did, yeah. Do you know I'm... how pissed off I am about that? I do not. Tell me. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. Do you I'm... find out where those oil is leaking from? No, no, it's it's. I, yeah, I know where it's leaking. It's from it's leaking because I actually, I actually pulled the valve cover off. To, I started and ran it for a little while, and then I went and checked all the valves and stuff. And I know I didn't get the the breather hose on the back of the the valve cover oh, okay. on there. So I'm, I'm I know where that's coming from. But so when I so what happened is I think that the the I have a piggyback tuner on that um, a fuel tuner on that. And that's why you heard that popping, because the other day I made an adjustment to it because just by ear, I yeah. made an adjustment. And so I went from my standard setting to what my ear told me to do. And that's yeah. I screwed it up. You going back to standard then? My ear and the dinos suck. My butt really tells me what's going on. And my butt didn't like what was happening today.
3: I'm sure that line gets uh is pretty
0: popular in Grindr. Uh Yeah, have the have the most sensitive butt in the in the business. What is
1: Grinder? Tender, but for old people?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Go. Got gotcha. okay. yeah. <laughs> Right. Got it. Uh we got a we got a, a caller. Hold on a second. You going to bring him in?
3: Yeah, I'm bringing him in right now.
0: George, I think you. I'm here. Welcome to the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. How are you doing?
2: Good. How are you guys? We a really we call.
0: We're doing awesome. Uh you really wanted to call?
2: No, I didn't want to call, but my I couldn't post something. you know that guy's clutch issue about not disengaging um yes, yeah, so you know if something's not warped in there, uh I wonder if two gaskets under that slave cylinder would do it, like one of them sticks really good, and you just pop another one on when you take it off, you know so, it would shim that thing out just a little bit but
0: but you don't you don't want to shim it out because it's pushing. It's no, I no. I'm saying that's a problem. Maybe it, somebody put an extra. Oh, gasket maybe somebody there has an extra gasket on there. That's and, that's and
2: shimmed it out. Or that's a possibility too. I know those things can stick really good to one side. You know, yeah. And if and you're not paying attention, you can slip another one on there.
0: And I believe that that some of those are actually metal to metal seal with an O-ring around the around the cylinder. Even though there are gaskets for right. them, right so um
2: right or somebody might have put a gasket on even though it didn't need it you know correct rep it had the o-ring
0: that's a that's a good thing so so you couldn't post because are you in facebook jail
2: well that's what i wondered and then i uh i opened a new browser and you know got back on to your show and that's when i put and I thought, well, let me see, what can I put up test? You know, I said, can I call in? And it actually took, so I really didn't want to
0: call in. <laughs> you really didn't want to call in. Well, it's, it's okay. You're costing, but now that I know that
2: it costs you money. You're costing Matt, you're that.
0: costing Matt three cents a minute. Yeah. Time is money here, George. Yeah. Cool. Time is money. Three cents a minute. Well, you're co- we're, we're at six, we're at six cents right now.
2: <sighs> yeah. <on> your- <laughs>
0: hey,
3: I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if
2: you worked out the gift thing on there where you made it easy. Oh, the gift. The gift and the lessons, but can you hear me still?
0: Oh, yeah, Man. we can hear you.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, what I did the other day to a friend, he's got a couple of young kids. I just tapped him on the shoulder, handed him 220s, and I texted him the link to where he could go in and set up a login. And right. Have his kids watch, you know, that stuff. But I'm telling you, you got to get mad on that gift button so I can just pop a gift on there pop my credit card in and then put in somebody's email and send it to them.
0: Well you know how that works George is whoever we have to use a service a gift service and then they're going to get they're going to get like 20 bucks a gift and then so we're going to get I nothing out of, Matt so, was like so you, some- yeah, that's it's it's his job, but he's 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 thinking about bigger and better things. I like
2: the Sheldon Cooper of this stuff. What's I a like Sheldon Cooper? Here? That's a that like, smart not, kid.
1: I am not the Sheld- I'm not Sheldon Cooper of this stuff. So he's a smart kid. Oh, he's like extremely smart. He's like in college. I'll tell like you what. Eight he's years distracted, old.
2: Distracted because I've seen some of his uh, pages and stuff. He's distracted with other things.
1: Oh, Matt
0: yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's rumor on the street is. Yeah, we, we it's, George George actually uh, fired me off a picture of you uh, kissing a girl with purple hair. Oh yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah. Don't
0: don't let these kids know you're doing that because yeah. are is purple hair cool? No, it's not. No. <laughs> yeah. See, you're old. Uh, yeah. Yes, I am old. Yep. That's that's that's. I don't have. You know, the funny thing is now I'm Heather's going to send me a picture and she's going to have purple hair and I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where are you at, George? Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are out there having fun. I am up in Montana conducting a motorcycle test experiment. Okay. Because, you know, I, I use those lock and load uh, bike holders in the back of my fifth wheel where you basically you go in there and compress the suspension down via the foot pegs to hold the bike in place. Yep, those are dope. You familiar with that? Uh-huh. And neither one of my bikes have been let out of that compression jail since I've got here. I'm looking through the back of my toy hauler right now what's that been six weeks or a month or you know more oh yes yeah, we Probably had that because
0: we had we had a spring expert tell us that that would not cause any problems whatsoever
2: yeah so i'm going to leave them like that and see <laughs> if i notice anything although i wouldn't notice anything either
0: right well we'll just bring it over here and we'll park it next to mine because they're the same bikes as mine they're at least the 300s are the kind of the same and we'll see if it's you'll we'll see if it's like I shrunk kind of like you
2: well, I hope it feels the same, but it's lower to the ground. That would be great <laughs> for me.
0: Well, then you can get a taller C-Concept seat concept <laughs> seat since you're on the you seat concepts hot seat hotline. There we go. How do you like how I did that? There you <laughs> so, which,
3: uh, we will be shutting cool. down the hotline after this call.
0: Right on. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's, okay. thanks for being our second caller ever, George. Um, and we will. Uh, I, yeah, I
3: will
2: try and shoot over there to see a tour tech rally because that's not real far from where I'm at. Hey if um, if you
0: if you, if we'll you can
2: what
0: if you want to swing if you want to swing over to uh you know uh, the other side of Wyoming/ slash, uh South Dakota I have a whole bunch of meat I have a half of a cow that's sitting over there that I I could use to get delivered maybe we can coordinate something
2: And I'm going to be in North Dakota next week so
0: yeah call me Okay. We'll, we'll get it worked out. I had lots of, lots of problems here. And, and, uh, you're lucky that your, uh, motorhome was not parked where it was. Cause I was doing figure eights today. Um, Cletus here can v- vouch for this. He doesn't know how to water. What? I learned. I, you learned, but I went in there pretty hot and your motorhome might've been a victim.
2: <laughs> oh, you're spraying or did you launch through the fence?
0: Slinging uh, mud yeah we, it could have it could have been close just let's leave it at that, at that. There, there, there's, it, luckily there's no video <laughs> so, so.
2: okay i don't want to break the bank on this call no, you're
0: yeah not, you're not okay thanks a lot george we will talk <laughs> to Thank you, you george. in the future bye okay so it's time for our, our our nightly break where I go figure out what product we're going to tell you about that we were testing. We get ready to do Rooster Endo and then we will try to get to the rest of the calls. Uh que- yeah, questions. But the yeah. good thing is Richard Cody is is now this
1: is how influential yeah, we, we are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's asking for desert racing, I'd much better off with something like a YZ450X versus a WR450F or really any of the MX adjacent cross country bikes with the five speeds versus a six speed cross country bike. So, so this is a, this is actually um, a really good question.
0: So for desert racing, a wide ratio transmission is a huge benefit, especially when the desert races have a a wide variety of speeds. In other words, really high speeds and then maybe some really technical sections. The good thing about the YZ 450 FX for sure is that it, it does have a five-speed transmission, but it is the best of the, the, we'll call them semi-wide ratio, five-speed transmissions. It goes plenty fast in fifth, and it goes plenty slow in first. This is what makes that bike really good. Uh, the KTM 450, the, the transmission, the five-speed transmission is the same as the SX, just I think it's geared differently, final drive, and so you're going to suffer on one end or the other uh, on that bike. And we've actually complained about that and we actually on the site have a way to show you how to make it into a six speed and i think you can still do that on the more current models uh trevor hunter would know this a lot better than i do but uh, that's kind of kind of the things but i know beta makes a true six speed uh on their on their big bores and so there's there's lots of uh uh lots of kind of discussions about about this but um Uh, having a, having a wider ratio and you're Husky. And and if you're, if you have the E version, the XCW uh, or the E version or the EXC version of the KTMs, you're in really good shape. Although over time, those transmissions have gotten a little bit more narrow and I, I have not been a fan. And there's a reason why when I go do rallies, I ride my 2014 to 2016 bikes as a preference over my newer bikes, especially when I know we're going to be having a, Big varied uh speed difference from first to six. So, yeah. one more question, but Lucas we'll, then we'll, we'll go to ad break after this. Thanos
1: removed the air filter and notice fuel was coming out the intake side, would spray back towards the air filter. Ever experienced this before? Uh,
0: Lucas, what do we do we talk about
1: what bike this was? Um, maybe he can comment again. Yeah, um, the, the comment
0: is from a little bit ago, so hopefully, he's it's still in the earlier. Shot. Um, I thought he didn't he was he one that said he was uh was on a Hooseberg? No, that or was that was a different guy. Um so so Lucas, so okay, here's a couple things I've seen before. I've seen people have their carburetors cleaned, and the ding dong that cleaned it um popped out the uh spray, the spray jet nozzle, and popped it back in, not knowing that it is directional. <laughs> and so uh he says scroll up. Scroll up. <laughs> True. He was he was staying scrolled to get to his other question. So same guy, two bikes. Uh, Uh, same guy, two bikes. Yeah, I don't see his. He's right there. Let's see. Remove the seat. Okay. S W M. Uh, Austrian Bergs. Okay. Um, bring back the Husaberg seats. Yeah. So I told you he has a Husaberg. He's making us find it. Um, the Husaberg is fuel injected. Oh no, he has the older. He has the. He was talking about the, FE 550 or something like that. Um, anyways, if it's a carbureted bike, uh, your, your accelerator pump (laughs) nozzle could be turned in there backwards or it's squirting so hard, so early and not aimed properly that it's squirting up against the slide and, and, and it's splashing and looking like it's coming back. If you're on a fuel injected bike, um, sometimes that can be normal, uh, you know, based on how you're doing it and what you're seeing because of the, the kind of the valve overlap and a little bit of spray, but it really shouldn't be uh that um that much but uh yeah um yeah that that's not that is not normal it should not squirt gas uh <laughs> out of the uh back up in the air filter that's a fire hazard by the way uh if it's done uh, at, especially at low rpms where it's not sucking at all immediately back in that's a big uh, fire hazard so Okay, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a couple minute break. Hey, watch our commercials. Uh, enjoy our sponsors. And the sponsors would be Yamaha, Taco Moto, Fast Company Flex Handlebars, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and Seat Concepts. Of course, always click through our Amazon links and our Rocky Mountain MC links, and we will see you on the other side of this commercial. Have you ever seen any one of my bikes? They all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well... Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the Flex Handlebar. And it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe. And they're really tough. And I've been running them for over 20 years. And I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products. And until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex Handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's. In fast.
3: What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text, and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure.
2: Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats more comfort, more grip, more riding.
0: For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of our sports seats. And we're back, right? Yeah, oh, you're back. You push the buttons? I push the buttons. We're back. Logan's back sitting here watching us. you want to join us, Logan? you want to come over and you know, sit, sit next to us and be on the show? No, no. <laughs> do you want to come be a producer? Well, the good, the good thing is he's uh, he's in his underwear, so it's probably good that he isn't <laughs> on the show. His underwear looks a lot like jeans, though. Yeah. It's pretty long underwear. Right. Uh, so we're going to get to this part of the show brought to you by Tacomoto.co. If you need something for your bike, and especially if it's a KTM, but now they do a lot of Honda products as well, a lot of tunes, a lot of parts, a lot of concoctions, putting things together. Tacomoto.co is a great place to go. They have a little bit of everything. And I can tell you what, I recommend that funnel. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the big fan of the funnel. And if you're trying to build up a proper trail pack, especially for a KTM, a fuel injected KTM, and you want to have the ability to check your, um, to transfer fuel, uh, they make some cool stuff. They have some of the, um, capacitor things if your battery goes bad to be able to restart uh, there is a lot of cool stuff there you can go to tacomoto.co check their website lots of cool stuff and they are bringing you roost or endo and this is the segment where what do we do we rate dirt bikes B rate dirt bikes okay or just see how cool they are see how cool they are yeah so the way it works is you send us a picture of your bike i want to know the make model in year because i i can't guess Everything, and then we will uh, discuss the modifications, the, the things you've done to it. And at the end of it, we usually what do we go through? Five or so of them. Five a show. Five a show. Five. We go through five a show. Um, we do have quite a queue lined up, but please submit your bike, and it will get featured. Uh, right. They don't. They in, unless in, unless you bribe me, they don't go right to the front of the line. Right. And uh, by bribe me, I mean. Um, I think the the best way to bribe me is that now there's something on the Facebook or something where you can you can push a button it looks like a dollar sign just make sure it goes to me. Right, right. <laughs> right. Or just book me on Grinder. Uh however you do it. Um so it's like OnlyFans, right, Matt? Oh, no, I'm only can you- I'm not there yet. Dude, do, do, you don't have my page built. Oof, I do not have your page built because I do not want to scar the rest of the world. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm doing the world a service. <laughs> right, okay, Logan, when the when the, when the the number one won't do it, number two, you get to do it. Okay, so uh, so we can maybe work you, get you up to the front of the thing, but this is where you send us a picture of your bike. I, I tend to get a little picky about the pictures. Um, and I, I'm looking at the pictures right now and I see some nice pictures, but shoot us a nice picture of your bike so we can look at it, analyze it, talk about it. And, uh, you know, it, it provokes some interesting discussions. We are getting straight away starting with who? Colon Knightley. Colon Knightley. He's got colon or Colin. Oh, yeah. A colon
1: is a part of your body. Okay. So Colin. Right. Okay. colon. Colin mirror mirror on the on the hill practice practice improve your skill it's a 2015 huska 501s
0: i didn't know you were such a poet
1: that was all him i just had to read it fmf slip-on byless flash ecu fork springs and a dale sogio rake it I say that right Uh, A
0: uh oh (laughs) a del saggio saggio ray, ray kit i don't know that ray is the
1: right word for that but uh there's a kit for the for the uh suspension it's got typical protection parts sc seat led bulb grip heaters sometimes a cheruby's 4.1 gallon tank a cheruby's that's good swap over to supermoto wrap nine wheels bearings rotor and caliber Burmo, Bur- bergamo Oh my God! SMR Frontmaster. Warp Brimo Brimo. Warp nine. Warp nine.
0: What'd you say? Wrap. Where? What'd you call? It? What'd you call that? What'd you say? I think you said
1: wrap. Oh, warp nine. Yeah, warp, warp nine wheels. Is that okay? This is a, this is
0: a full winner on the on the picture. By the way, that put that picture back. up. like yeah, that that's looks dope.
1: that's a, that's a nice picture. Well, that's why he said mirror mirror. <laughs>
0: So, A-plus on the picture, bro. That's a, that's that's good. Um, he, he gave us make, model, and year. Yep. Which is really good. But look what kind of seat he's got. Seat concepts. He's got a seat concept
1: seat. That's, supermoto. That's good. Possibilities.
0: I'm not seeing this right now, and I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Okay. I, 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 I saw it on the I, – I heard it could go to a supermoto bike, but yeah. – It's a, a nice spike. I think he's got it set up pretty good. Um, I think he's got a lot of the things. He's got all the things that most people have on it. He's out riding it. Look at that. That's an, I- I I like that photo. That photo is really nice. This roost, this just straight up, it's a good roost. So we'll make sure we get it up there on the roost side of the board. Uh, A pen. It's okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, just, we'll just stick them up there like that for right now. That way they stand, stand out. We had Logan this week. One of your chores was to fix up the rooster endo board. It looks nice.
1: Yep. Uh, Next. next. This is from Robert. Close up on Z plate. Oh,
0: I don't take that. I
1: take You you got to give me this. I don't know. 2013 F 800 GS loaded for bear and heading for beautiful British Columbia from the NWT May 2016.
0: Okay. So I am not a fan of the, of this particular bike. Just it's one of those bikes that you know how I, I bag on certain bikes like um, KTM six ninety Husky seven hundred ones those things. This is another one of these bikes that's kind of just in the middle because I am a BMW twelve hundred GS fan. So um, right now you're 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 going up a really steep hill, and you've got this thing really really loaded. Like you're definitely going to bear and. Probably heard me say this before. I'm not a big fan of the tank bags. But if you have that much stuff on the back, are you are you moving? Did is it the end of the month and you, you got out of your place and you're moving someplace and you're taking all your stuff with you? Life on wheels. That's a lot of stuff. And then and then, like I said, you're, a gas can in the back? Oh, yeah, he's got a roto pack in the back. Uh it looks like two of them, actually, if I if I if I view correctly. But so you're going up this steep hill right now. In a lot of ways, you know, it's a, it's a, we're gonna call it a. uh, I should know this kind of stuff. I supposedly studied journalism when I was a kid. Um, Yeah, but whatever. I'm gonna make a comparison, an analogy. I'm making an analogy about this steep hill that he's going up, and then I looked at the tires, and I'm like, I hope you're riding pavement because I'm even scared about the little bit of dirt you're gonna go on between there and the pavement you're gonna hit. And then I started thinking to myself, I'm like thinking, no, he's not moving. He's a professional snowboarder and he just broke up with his girlfriend and now he's homeless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's why all of his stuff is on his 800 GS and he's going to where? Canada. Canada. He says
1: he's four
0: loaded for bear and headed to beautiful British Columbia yep. Yeah, so uh, NWT. I think that's a. I think that's a trail. I can't tell you. I don't know, or a trail, or some sort of a ride. Uh, good, good Anya. I hope that's all paved. I would get some more aggressive tires. Absolutely, hundred percent for sure. I'm looking at the license plate. It almost looks like a Canadian license plate as well, but I can't tell. Because if he's if he's from America, I was going to warn him that if he goes to Canada, that all the people there, they they live underground and they have little beady, they little beady eyes, and <laughs> and when they come, they come out. Don't let them ride your motorcycle because they'll loop it out. It's it's proven. I, I have proof that these they're really nice people. They laugh at your jokes. They're happy. They're fun. I like them, but don't let them on your motorcycle because even if even if you're just trying to be a nice guy and say hey try my bike, don't let them on it because they'll loop it out. Root endo. are you you with me on that yeah yeah i I mean i mean we usually we usually are high praise for adventure bikes but the (laughs) wrong tires uh
1: i like i like better better treads this next one's from david wheeler david wheeler he's got get ecu pro moto billet and cap fast man suspension lowering and revalve c concepts odi grips axp racing skid plate giant loop moto bags Holy! You got to slow down. Logan
0: is totally struggling. You should see what the show is doing right now. Oh, sorry, it's going off the rails, out of out of bounds. He's moved. It was going out of bounds. He's moved out of bounds. He's under the
3: close. Situation.
0: We're sitting there, and now he's got David in reverse. You've put David on the other side of the world. That's okay. You just took him from America to Canada, but that's okay. We don't care. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> zoom zoom that thing in, and and careful with your drag and drops. I think that's a cool photo. That's another nice photo. They're getting better at this. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to see his bike, so he's probably hiding a disc protector, knowing him.
1: No, it's hey. it's pretty free up there.
0: Okay, yeah, it's a little airy. I, I I can't see it's so small, but that's okay. I'm sure everybody, most people are watching this on their phone, Logan. And usually by now in this this part of the show they've fallen asleep, so you can you can screw up like that. But get the get the black line off to the side on the back on the back thing there for us. <laughs>
1: Oh. Okay, keep going. Back to back to the. Um, he's got super Spox sprockets, Enduro and engineering handguards, Trail Tech radiator guards, and hashtag okay. wife moral support.
0: Well, I like the Trail Tech guards. Um, not not good on the not good on the sprocket. Although those nope. those are those are okay sprockets. Run DDC. Um, yeah, run DDC. Hey, DDC supports off road riding. Uh, they have been a longtime supporter of this show. Actually, our first sponsor. Um, that's good, you can see them creeping out there. These are really nice stainless steel sprockets. So if you are in need of some chain wheels, check out DDC. That's ddcracing.net. So, uh, but back to David Wheeler's bike, good photo. Oh, yeah, that photo is cool. But one one big fail, he hashtagged the crap out of this. Everything. Mm-hmm. He's a hashtagger. He's
3: trying to make, he's trying to get it trendy.
0: Oh, it's trending.
3: Yeah.
0: Um it's did he did he send this in a, a Twittergram post or something? No, it I just think it was did Facebook, but I me wrong. Could get, did it get an email? <laughs> I don't know. 100% sure. I don't know. Uh He didn't tell us what kind of bike it was. I'm confused now.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He, he went f- straight into the hashtags. He
0: didn't Yeah, he hashtagged the crap out of it. He's a hashtag what kind of brand? I know it's a KTM. And I'm seeing a 500 EXC that actually looks lowered, believe it or not. Yeah,
1: that's what he said. Oh, he said lower? Yes. Yeah, suspension oh. lowering. See how I know this I don't even
0: know. So, um, boy, if you, just, if, you just, if you just blatantly break the rules, this would be like saying going to, you know, it'd be like going to your first Moran race. And you go there and you show up and you sign up and you pay there and then you just don't go to the start line. But then you go ride, you know, after the start goes off, you go ride. So you're almost taking Nate's advice, but you didn't follow the rules quite right. I've seen that before. Yeah. So, uh, Ando. Party too hard. Yeah. Oh, oh whoa. Uh, not at your age, right?
1: No. I'm saying there's National sure right Air now. There was a couple guys that didn't even come out there. Toy uh-huh. hauler the next morning. Uh, this next one's from. Or were from, you chasing around Logan's girlfriends? No. <laughs> this next one's from Alexander O's. Alexander okay. O's. Was it? Uh oh. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. it's a 2017 FE 501. So, so we—I've noticed that we have a lot of
0: uh, supermoto style guys. So we're talking to the supermoto crowd. Do I need to start? maybe get Scott on. He says he's. He knows how
3: to
0: talk to them, right? Oh, I should. Maybe we should call him and <laughs> and see if he knows some supermoto words that he could throw. Because right. evidently, I killed supermoto. Is and
3: supermoto making a comeback. I think I see it. A yeah, I
0: think they're dope. I mean, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm not going to kid you. Like riding a bike like this is so much, is so much fun. On well, in a parking lot. Let's just put it this: on a parking lot or on a back road where there's absolutely no traffic, where you're not going to get killed. Yeah, because you will start riding this bike in ways that if there's other people around, you know how when you're on your dirt bike and you're out just like you know hooligan, right? You're mm-hmm. really you're you're having fun. You're sending it generally there's not someone coming the other direction, you know, or you, 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 you you know, it's just the the likelihood. I mean, yeah, the trails are getting busy and you can have head ons and stuff like that, but for the most part, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of safe from just ordinary traffic and people and stuff. And that is the difficult thing with the supermoto bikes. Although look at this thing, it does not have a license plate on it. So I I imagine he's doing some sort of racing, but if you've ever done supermoto racing, I'm not going to kid you. It is really, really fun and the bikes are insane and like compared to like a road racing bike it you know you know since you're familiar with the dirt bike sitting you know sitting on the style the handling characteristics of the bike it allows you to really learn a lot about traction and how stuff works so in in that I like supermoto uh, the fact that this is a dirt bike test and there's no knobbies on the bike all of a sudden we're in a different category but uh,
1: go ahead this bike does look sharp though he says, luckily, I'm just about out of good mods to buy because <laughs> the current parts list is far too long to write here. I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I'm looking at the at the radiator shrouds and
0: stuff. So this is I think this is an older Husky. So he, 17. Yeah. And see, yeah, it looks like he's got cool
1: pegs. I can't see. that. He, guy I though. think
0: he's got those fast way ones with yeah, the, the with the, the, the yeah, ones the that kind of hang back. That So it's so when you over jump the triple, you don't blow your Achilles tendon out. Well, that's cool, and uh, I don't know why you would need that on a supermoto bike. <laughs> so I Maybe think it's he, for like tricks. I think he was running out of things to buy, and he just had to get another thing. But I'm looking, I'm looking kind of closely at that thing. Does, does he have a carbon front disc? I think they're oversized. They're, they're, I know they're oversized, yeah. but it is a carbon. No, it looks almost like a carbon disc. I, I can't really tell because it's all dark and black, but. um He's got his handlebars out in outer space. Yes, uh, yeah, those things are up there. Yeah, it's it's uh, out there, but um, yeah, it looks like a nice chariot. But um, since it's a super motorbike, uh, straight to endo <laughs> until we until we modify our, uh, our our rules or our tastes. And and not super stoked on the photo, by the way. Um, although I know you rolled out of your living room to put it out on the porch, and I'm sure your wife was happy about that. But. Um, Or maybe this bike is your girlfriend and uh, (laughs)
1: you you brought it right back in. This next one's from Robert. It's a 2022 KTM 500 EXCF. Takamoto Git ECU with Wi-Fi, Grave slip-on exhaust, HDB mount, seat concept seat, quad lock system. My first bike in almost 15 years and I couldn't be happier. Grew up racing motorcycles and this is basically an MX bike that's street legal. That is a nice
0: chariot. Dang,
1: that thing is clean. Yeah. SC1 spray everywhere? Almost too
0: clean. Uh, uh, but pride of ownership shows in this bike. Hey, Logan, how did you make all the pictures backwards? Like, I've never seen Matt do this. I'll fix it. You'll fix it? You're going to fix this
1: one? Yeah.
0: I want to see takes this. a second. Yeah, it takes a second. We're going to do this while we analyze this guy's bike. Um, this is really nice. It almost looks like he actually... Took the picture at a, at a good time to get nice light on it. Because notice there's no hot spots or flares on it. There's some He knows how to take bit a front, photo. A little, bit of, little yeah. bit of knows how to take the photo. Yeah. Or there's some flash. There might be some flash involved. Yeah, because um, look at the front fender. Right. Little concerned. I'm a little concerned with the tires. Yeah, you they're know. pretty round. Yeah. If we had a tire sponsor, I would go off on this guy really, really, really hard. Seamarsh says it's stock tires. No bueno yeah oh yeah i i'm i'm on the same thing i mean but you never know and stock mirrors too because there's some really nice double take mirrors available for that thing that'll just that's another sweet mod. Cause then you can knock them out of the way and then your bike looks like a motocross bike and then when you need them for the cop you pull them up on it kind of looks like a little bug yeah yeah with the extra mirrors and yeah. stuff on it uh, and then he's got the he's got the 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 rim tapes on there too mm-hmm. so yeah. C- Marsh is, he's, he's right down my, my road too. L- <laughs> lousy tires in the BMW, according, according to, to George. So we're all, we're all picking up on the same things here. So, so if you're just watching this segment and go, what, what am I getting out of Jimmy Lewis here? Belittling all the nice people that, that submitted bikes to the show. Um, and we're, we're giving you advice <laughs> that if he's riding this thing back and forth, the work and trying to you know doing a lot of street work with it and very little off road, those tires are actually going to do a pretty good job. But if you're going to get this thing muddy, and I think you need to, uh, let's let's go with a little bit more aggressive tires. And now we come to the point in the thing where we decide who gets
1: our. Uh... I'm liking Colin's photo. Well,
3: don't you need to rate that
1: one? And then... Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. I I'm I'm
0: like torn this one's i t- I'm torn on this one too. Middle of the road. Roost It's middle of the road. I think I think it's more it's so close with the t- the tires and the mirrors, the only things I can really pick on this thing. And he, he he seems like he's done his research with all the Takamoto stuff, which is, you know, again, sponsor of the show, sponsor of the segment. But it all comes down to how Jimmy's feeling, isn't it? It's a it's a roost. I a roost think in it. I mean, in all honesty, it comes down to you got this. I th- I don't know if I can do this. I'm not that yes. good. You you do that. I gotta talk in the microphone, keep the show going. I'll actually I'll tell you how to keep the show going. So I'm um, having my Ragosa in this really nice uh Himalayan glass. I'm just really trying to deflect from what we're supposed to be doing, which is make a decision about the about the they're all there's a cu- I have a couple of different reasons.
1: Should should we just debate it out loud? Well, what's your what's your top two? Or do you have more than that?
0: I think I'm three. Top three. I think there's three. I have three, three, three of the, the five. Names? No, I don't remember the names. I could t- tell you which. Uh, I which could probably the the bike it is. So so I for sure those three. For sure, Colin's bike is is super sweet. David
1: Wheeler's too.
0: Well, no, Colin's bike is super sweet and has a nice photo, and he told us what kind of bike it was. Yeah, David forgot to tell us what kind of bike it is. Oh, I forgot so, about that. Yeah, so so that kind of goes off. That kind of goes off the chart. I like that that um this
1: was the street moto the supermoto
0: i i really like that he told us what kind of bike it was and said he he modified so much crap i'm not going to make you read it off i like that but then again i i don't like the tires and then i'm going to go back to i got to keep a theme here so i don't like the tires and i was actually thinking since since he submitted it he was ballsy enough to submit a gs adventure bike i was going hey let's give it to him you know because it's that's i i mean we don't we don't discriminate Except when you don't have knobby tires on your bikes, then we get a little bit, <laughs> we, you know, then then we're a little bit judgy. So okay, he he goes in the thing. So right now we're between Colin and Robert. Robert Kalani was Robert the uh, Robert's the one with the clean clean bike. He's a super clean bike. Is yep. that is he Hawaiian? It's
1: the middle name.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah. Hawaiian is is yeah. It's a little bit a little bit of that and the green all that green in the photo. Pop that photo back up, Logan. As I pour myself a little bit more of this. Uh, it's
1: quite a bit green.
0: It looks really green. That looks jungly like Hawaii. And here's the thing. So that's if,
1: probably why it's street
0: legal. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you need it. And, and I'll tell you what. if it, it, It's either Hawaii or probably the Pacific Northwest. And the other reason I'm going, because all the Hawaiians move to the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of them up there. But anyways... And here's how I'm going to make this decision right now. If you're in the Pacific Northwest or in your you're in Hawaii and you go off-road, the ground and the dirt is really slippery and you need better tires than that. And we're on a tire kick. Colin Knightley. Colin had the dopest photo. He had the dopest photo. Let me see if I can see his tires. And oh, like man. Because I, I know it's already zoomed in, but they do look like knobbies. They look like verified. I'm, I'm calling this verified knobbies right now how much can we zoom that thing in there logan to um, see if uh oh those are oh, nobbies those are knobbies. oh yeah. yeah he wins you're winning on on thing and nobbies, colin uh get in touch with us uh email matt at jimmy or however you contacted us let us know that you won and we will get you that hundred dollar gift certificate from taco moto and so, all the other guys uh, go th- go through our link at Rocky Mountain uh, ATV MC and uh, get yourself a set of tires, some nobbies <laughs> for your bikes, and then uh, if you resubmit them and tell us that you uh, um, <laughs> put nobbies on them and resubmit them, and maybe I'll let you back in. I don't know. Maybe Matt will let you back in. He's the keeper of all this stuff. So, again, thank you for submitting that the the photos and stuff. Like I said, we got a little bit of a list going right now, but we're going to get to all of them eventually uh and uh i really uh do like seeing all your motorcycles um even if i bag on them just a little bit right right okay what's what's next
1: we still got some questions to go through if you want to do that oh robert lambert says star cross six better
0: than all all." you know robert i haven't ridden with it um they actually had, well, they sold out of every 18-inch tire that they had because we were trying to get some for a bike test that we were doing. So, I haven't had the chance to ride them. Trevor Hunter has ridden them on a motocross track. I think his review is up on dirt bike test. And so, he can tell you what. I would actually Kenda Parker DT them all. I like those Kenda is a Kenda is a sponsor of my uh, riding schools and, uh, you know, been helping me out for a long time. So, that's why
1: I say that. Full disclosure. Okay. Uh, questions on the way out on the sheet yeah so uh, chris real is asking how would you jet a twin carb 1977
0: husqvarna oh <laughs> number one i didn't know that there was a twin carb in husky in 1977 uh i did jet a twin carb honda xr 200 and a a and that was an '84, and I think I jetted an '86 Yamaha TT 350 that had a twin carb. Uh, and those, the Honda was on a cable system. I don't think the second carb was vacuum operated, but I know on the Yamaha the second carb was like vacuum operated. So so they all kind of had their own little quirks and and uh, things. But if you're jetting a twin carburetor. It's just the the one thing to remember, and this is just it's very simple. I like to keep it simple here. It's twice as difficult. Twice as difficult. Did you catch that? Yeah. Please. So, it. I don't know how that one works. Maybe Chris can let us know because I've seen some that were what we call the old like Yankee style motors, where it was it was it was two carburetors with two slides that were on that opened up at the same time. Uh, but since I'm not familiar with that, uh, I can't give you the specific ways that how I would do it, but um, I could do it. I know I could do it because you just have to, and, and this goes for any throttle app, you know, carburetor throttle application. The the best thing I've ever seen or one of the things that helped me learn how to do this was I actually marked my throttle. And so I marked my throttle 0, 25, 50, 75 wide open. I made marks on the on the grip and on the slide so so I could see where it was. So it gave me an idea of where I was in throttle position. And then I would hold it steady at those things in different gears.
1: Nice. And
0: and and I would, and the reason I did it in different gears because the bike pulls differently when there's different loads on it. And so I would kind of go and hold it in those steady positions, you know, and and let it pull into the power and pull into the power and see how it got there. And I'd hold it and then see what it did. And then from there, I would change it. I open it or close a little bit, and kind of see what it did. So I, so at least I knew what it was doing at certain positions. And by that, so right off the eye, you know, idle and stuff. That's your that's your idle speed, air screw, fuel, air screw, fuel screw, depending on what kind of carburetor it is, pilot jet. So it's that's all there. And then once you get to quarter, it's a factor of the needle and the main jet. So, so you have to kind of understand where you are in those positions. So the 25, 50 and 75% are all the main jet will change everything. And the needle is a little more position sensitive. So, so I would work on that and kind of feel where it was. And then I would decide, okay, is it, is it a, is it a main jet thing? Like, so when I go wide open and that's usually under a load or when I was steady throttle, that's more of a needle thing you know it can be main jet but it's needle so there's lots of stuff you can you can do and then there's nozzles like on certain carburetors like uh not uh, the the Del Ordo's. the nozzle was the one of the most critical things in there and that was something that I was told by a really good tuner and I started changing nozzles and that was almost like changing needles so lots of stuff so how would I do it uh I would do it just like I would use my my method and uh my my I would use my my ass dyno and I would go do some some, some jetting runs, which is generally done on like level flat ground with good traction. And then I would get to a ballpark and then I would go ride it like I normally rode it and see if anything stuck out as being rich, lean, you know, needed some tuning, stuff like that. But, um, Chris, I would, uh, yeah, um, rely on it. Uh, uh, you're, you're smart enough. You can do it. <laughs> Wear gloves when you spill the gas all over your fingers. So, um, in the picture, one carb is attached to the cylinder and the other directly to the bottom end. Oh, he must be talking about the husky. Yeah, that would be, oh, bad, man.
3: Bad producing. Some producer meant to put this picture on that question. Oh, there was a picture? Okay.
0: Producer. Okay, right. That's okay. Somebody's still learning. Everybody's learning around here. I'm going to learn how to do a good
1: podcast eventually. Uh, next question um tony reyes on road i learned to cover the clutch and brakes at all times with one or two fingers off-road i have maintained the habit but no one else in my writing group covers their levers off-road am i doing it wrong most of my groups seem to go down more often and i feel it's because they can't react as well to changing conditions
0: so tony um i feel that Covering the clutch is a good technique. So having the two fingers on the clutch is a, is a good technique. Um, even when I have my bikes avercluses on, it's just a habit to have my fingers over the clutch, even though I never even touch it. Um, I don't know that like them going down is a is a result of this, other than the 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 classic one is the bike goes puka, it stalls. And then whatever way they're out of balance shows up very quickly because they're not, they don't have momentum anymore. So I I don't, and, and it depends on how you're using the clutch. The way we like to teach the clutch is the clutch is a power amplifier, not a power reducer, unless you're going slower than the gear you're in. So you wanna go slower than first gear. Of course, you're gonna to have to slip the clutch and then at some point, you know, you're know, you gonna have to have your fingers up there doing this. If you have to take them off the bar and it's awkward for you to do this or the clutch isn't set up properly, that'll stand out. So. I think it's a good technique um, just depends on how you're using it. I know a lot of people are just constantly, you know, they slip in the clutch and then all of a sudden when something goes wrong, they tense up and then they, then they pull the clutch in without knowing they're pulling the clutch in. And then they don't have power and it's in hard to control. So uh, I would just tell everybody that you're a better rider than them. And then actually the best thing you could do would be coming to my class. And then all the stuff I just said would make way more sense. You think? Yep. Yep. In-person experience. And and then I, I'm for sure you'll be a better rider than anybody else in your group. And then you're the, the, the thing is, I want you to tell them all why you're a better rider, but you might want it to keep a secret so that you can just, you know, and just tell them it's because they're not putting their two fingers in the clutch. Because it's really not what it is. It's, that's really not the difference.
2: Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. So, Scott Zundel is asking I know this is a joke but what a two stroke run at all without the reeds just curious <laughs> at 1 rpm
0: <laughs> um it would be really hard for it to get started i think you'd have to pulse st- you know you'd have to get it going pretty fast but there is a, there is an rpm where it will where it where most where most two strokes will run but it wouldn't run very it wouldn't run very good and the way you can tell this is and we, you were talking about your bike having a bog right yeah but it still me. runs yeah and we think that your reeds might be chipped or frayed or something like yeah. that and so when they start getting chipped they'll still run sometimes they just run poorly they run better at high rpms like once you get them revved up yeah. they'll they'll go so so the reeds just prevent a lot of um they, they they prevent the the charge from getting pushed up into the expansion chamber but if you can get the the cycle going it'll continue to kind of Suck the gas in there, even though it's blowing it back into the carburetor. But uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, yeah I, I, Scott, I'm glad you knew that was that was my uh, April Fool's uh, joke. Was I talked about how to modify your two stroke by taking the reeds out? Because that's what everybody does in their four stroke because they think it's gives them more power, which it does. But you lose drivability, kind of like what the reeds taking the reeds out in the two stroke would do. You might be able to get more power if you can get it revving up there, but who
1: knows? (laughs) So, okay. What's our next one? This was off the, should you lower your bike from Earth Surfer Surfer USA? Uh, I'm not sure if he's mad, but he starts off with bull hockey. Some bikes are just stupid tall and I'm not getting used to it. It is a matter of physical physics for turning. My YZ250 two stroke was just too tall, a terribly set up bike out of the box. Worst I ever had it. Out of, out of five other 250s MX bikes, getting used to it. Some people are just, some people get used to prison too, or mass. Get smart enough to fix it. Sorry.
0: Okay, so let's just, just kind of uh, there's more. There's more. Ta- let me just let me just tackle yeah, the beginning of this. There's, there's quite a bit. So, um if 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 you're telling me that lowering a current motocross bike uh what year did you say what year the yz was just YZ. No, well just it hasn't changed since 2005 for the most part but in fact the little bit that they have changed it they've kind of raised they've kind of raised where you sit on the bike because it handles better it feels if it's flatter what we call flatter um so uh i I think that most people that are in product development for the manufacturers and most people that ride bikes um, kind of understand this. And, and for sure, if you were building a bike that was only built to go around smooth turns, they would not be set up like a motocross bike. Now, most motocross tracks have bumps and turns, and therefore you need a certain amount of suspension travel and a lot of other stuff. So yeah, we can argue about it, but I would promise you that if you start building bikes that go around smooth, flat turns better with like lowered seats and stuff like this, um, there's there's there would be some controversy. And you've noticed that there was a trend for a while to have what we call these um stepped seats, which were lower down at the front and and it was mostly to keep the ride so it was mostly to force the rider to sit forward more than it was to get them lower. It was so that they knew, but the the thought was, yeah, but now we can also get them lower. They started finding out that maybe this wasn't the best to to go the fastest around the turns. So,
1: okay, keep going. He said, do it right and it handles better, especially for cornering. RC had his bikes lowered pretty good into the corners, 15 championships and all on a lowered bike. Come on guys, uh, it has to be done well. <laughs>
0: um, so the way that they lowered RC's bikes was by lowering the subframe, so actually bringing the back of the bike, the back of the bike down. It wasn't lowering the seat height per se because generally where the seat height is measured is at the at the the, the lowest closest place to the gas tank, but when you start looking at these bikes, the seat is actually relatively flat. On most bikes they they actually kind of kick up a little bit and And the reason is because it has so much rear suspension travel that they need the the wheel to go. But when they start lowering it, the the wheel starts running into the fender and the airbox, which can be problematic on a bike that
1: isn't getting uh, a new fender and a new airbox every weekend. But keep going. He said, come on, guys. It has to be done well. But the damn bikes are too tall. I recently sat on a 2022 KX450 and a YZ250F, and I could touch the ground. Not so with the two-stroke YZs. One, thi- one more thing. Watch the movie American Pie and listen to that little red-headed girl say, and one day in band camp and stop talking like that, LOL. I think it's weird to hear so many people talk like that because my, dad's, my dad broke me off that habit 50 years ago when I was eight by saying to me, are you asking me a question? You sound like you were asking me a question, and I never sounded like a silly red girl again. Oof. I'm
0: not sure what that has to do with seat height on motorcycles, but he he was like taking this personal. Well, (laughs) I want, I'm just guessing he's not six feet tall. Just kind of guessing. Um, And at 5'10", I'm not short, but I'm not tall. And I'm glad you sat on those bikes, but was the sag set for you? Because a good trick in a, in, a, in a dealership that knows they're selling to, we'll call them people that have different um, opinions about seat heights and stuff, is on the showroom floor, they back off the spring preload so that it's low. So when these people sit on the bike, and, wa- and I've watched this before because we get people like this that come to our school, they go sit on their bike and they sit back six inches on the seat which is actually a taller part on the seat and they expect it, they want to touch the ground. They want to put both their feet down. They feel like that's important. I don't ride with my feet on the ground. I never want to put my feet on the ground ever. So I'm more worried about seat, pay, seat top to foot peg height as opposed to seat to ground. And when we used to measure bikes at Cycle World and measure bikes at Dirt Rider, one of the specs that everybody wanted to see was seat height and we measured it with the proper sag set on the bike and we were always and I kid you this not always above what was in the spec sheet. So if the spec sheet said 36.2, we we're at like 36.4, 36.7 inches. And and you know I don't know if that's the right number, I don't know if there, I don't remember the exact numbers, but you know it was always higher because they always wanted to quote, it's a showroom bounce thing and it's because people get on the bike and they want to put their feet on the ground and they they figure it's like I have a 32 inch inseam and I, or a 30 inch inseam, I have a 30 inch inseam and they want to be able to touch the ground. It's like you're not riding with your feet on the ground. Don't let that be a concern. And when you start lowering the bikes, when you do things like turn on motocross tracks and ruts, when you go through bumps and the bike starts, you know, suspension compresses, your foot pegs start hitting on the ruts. When you're riding through rocks or over logs and things like that, your your your, your frame rails are starting to touch. Lowering a bike is a big disadvantage off-road. They would actually make them taller if they could, but they the reason they're as low as they are is because they want to get that weight down closer to, you know, closer to the ground and and it has to do with center of gravity and handling and a lot of other stuff. So uh, I'm sorry that you feel like a little redheaded stepchild because everybody is making motorcycles too tall for you. But, uh, I, 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 I was thinking about this today, actually, you know how like they make different size frames in, in mountain bikes. It's really easy because the mountain bikes don't have a big giant motor in, but as we transition over to electric motorcycles, I think you're going to start seeing some different frame sizes available because the, the, the engine component tree isn't as uh, sophisticated in that you don't have to have this intake track that's well-tuned or this exhaust system that's so well-tuned. You're going to be able to manipulate where the seat is in relation to where the rest of the motorcycle is. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some options for like, you know, kind of sort of that drop seat you see on a, on mountain bikes or having, you know, the adjustability. Oh, and by the way, speaking of electric bikes, I heard that the Stark Varg information can be released. The, all the, 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 the 50 media outlets that went over to ride the thing that took, you know, what seems like two months uh, can be released on Friday. So expect this Friday I think it's actually, um, it's transgender dog and coyote day, but it's going to be Stark Varg day on the internets for motorcycle people. So I know you're going to be, if you're, if you're a a dog or coyote and, 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 and it's real important to be recognized as one or the other, uh, but really it's going to be stark varg day on the internet so you can read all about that and it, i i'm really it'll be really interesting to see where all of the quote influencers cuz i don't like to call them journalists anymore stand on this thing cuz i know a few of them i i've heard a few things about the bike and how it rode and different things and some of the uh uh some of the opinions were and it's, it's it's good because they, everybody's opinion, they're entitled to their opinion and stuff. Some of the opinions just came completely out of left field. And it's somebody who has no experience whatsoever on electric bikes. So all of a sudden, they were just enamored by oh electric, good or bad. And then some of the people uh, weren't, you know, weren't really that qualified to be kind of testing stuff, in a high performance level. And so we'll never really know what you know, how it really performs at a higher level versus lower there. But I think collectively you can kind of be able to go through and see all these different opinions uh, and maybe, maybe grasp something. But my questions still are like, how are they going to, if they, if they, if they had problems getting that many journalists through, it took that long to do all this, how are they going to deliver those bikes? I think they originally said, what, November it was november 2020 i know some dealers that have signed up to do them and they keep calling me like hey jimmy what do you think about this and i'm like i don't know i haven't written i don't know i've had no communication i got an email of somebody i could call and the the person that i know that's like really on the inside won't talk to me about it because they know that i'll ask questions that they don't want to answer and i don't care if i get invited to the intro or not i want to get one and test it i don't want to go there and get paraded around and And who knows, you know, I I wasn't there, but obviously they didn't, they couldn't handle more than one or two journalists at a time. And they did have gas bikes there for them to ride back to back. So. Here, they're going to scroll up. There was another
1: question. It'll be interesting to see where, where that is. Um, Chris Garnett is asking a 2022 KTM 450 XFF. 32 hours on cold starts after letting the bike idle for a few minutes. When I blip the throttle, the first couple times I get what appears to be some white smoke. After that, it seems to clear up once it's warm. I measured drain. Oh, where do you go? I measured drained oil and it's within spec. I just bought it. I just bought a leak down test to check. Anyways, any thoughts?
0: No problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, if a bike with 32 hours on it, I wouldn't worry about it at all. So, um, starting, so it depends on how long it's been stopped for. It depends on how humid the air is around you. Uh, it, it, it could be, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, just a little bit of oil leaking, uh, past the valve guide seals, a little bit of oil, just getting past some of the rings. Um, if it was if it was an emissions bike, I would say it was it had actually gotten into the intake track through the through the, the crankcase venting hose and then it just sucking it back in. But if actually <laughs> have you ever you see how little oil you put into a two-stroke and how much smoke comes out? you know you're pouring in like you know 100, 100 ccs, which isn't much yep. and the bike will smoke the whole time you ride it, right? Mm-hmm. So this thing's smoking a little bit. That's such a minuscule amount of oil you will not be able to trace it. It takes a bike that smokes pretty good, burning oil, like it's getting past the rings or whatever, to make a, a significant dent in the oil consumption. Like a car has to smoke pretty bad before it's quote using oil. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about this at all. Um, you know, and and uh, you
1: know the the fact that you're starting it up and warming it up. Um, so, I would. Uh, I would personally say I know Chris Garnett. Yeah. I think it's the lack of riding he does. You know, so the bike sits for a while Yeah, he rides. Never even wants to ride.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Did he? Did he offer you to take his bike because you'll ride it for him, right? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, Stark. Uh, so T W Hicks says he has a Stark Varg. One is shipping to Prompt to him. <laughs> oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. I, I if, if 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 T W if you're getting it. Uh, did they tell you you're getting a toolkit too? <laughs> Cause that was the a friend of mine's a friend of mine pre-ordered one. And like, he didn't hear anything. And they're like, it, the, then he emailed him. He's like, Hey, I haven't heard anything. You he got back some. It's like, you're getting a free fuel kit <laughs> or a, a toolkit. And he's like, okay, when is it? Um, Stark Varg is a Tesla roadster of motos. Yeah. I think it's the Cannondale story of the 2020s is my guess. And like I said, early in the show, I said something good about Cannondale after riding them and testing them for a long time. Question mark. You you saw where that thing went. Yeah. Where's the question mark? KX250 or CRF250R? Oh, question mark is the guy's name. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, KX250F, like four stroke or CRF250R. Uh, question mark you should go to dirtbiketest.com because trevor has a really good review um with a lot of videos about all of the 250 f um he's actually talked about the off-road bikes uh but they you know they they, they're kind of the same they hold the same characteristics and stuff and we had a a wide variety of riders ride them and there's some pretty pretty good opinions out there um but between those two bikes uh red or green so i would ask red red or green um I tell you what, I've, I've ridden both of the, the 2020 and it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that one is better than the other. I think if you're looking for something with a little more meaty power on the, on the bottom and mid, I would go with the Kawasaki. And if you're looking for a lighter handling, you know, lighter handling characteristic, I would go with the Honda. So, um. Oh yeah. So cmar says, meaning it will be promised, but delayed. And yeah, that makes, that makes sense too. Yeah. I, I don't see how they're m- going to meet their, their production goals. I just don't, yeah. I don't see it. They, they, if, if, if they were going to be releasing those bikes in November or December, they should have more than one or two of them for journalists to ride currently. And, uh, And I, I, you know, and, and yeah, there's a lot of supply chain issues going on. This is, this is normal. So yeah, it is, it's going to be difficult, but I, I, I'm still, they came out, they came out and set the bar really, really high. And if they came out and said, Hey, we're making a really nice electric motorcycle, you would ride it and be very, very impressed with it. I think, but they basically came out and said, we're going to build the best dirt bike, motocross dirt bike known to man is the way I got their thing. And that's a tough. That's a tough thing to live up to. And, and it'll be interesting to see because it's it's coming with a whole bunch of new technology and a lot of stuff that's just going to be just plain and simple resisted by the majority. The majority of people are not going to give up their gas burning, yep. you know, 454 strokes and jump on the electric bandwagon unless that thing is everything that they promised. And it does all the things that they say it's going to do. Yep. They said it, not me. It has to, since they said it, it has to do all those things. That's the way, that's the way I would judge it, you know? And, and, and I sure as heck, I mean, maybe they needed to, to excite their investors, you know, I to get the investors yeah. in, in, in motivated. They needed to generate some buzz. It they're going a promoting trick. Yeah. They're going to get a whole lot of buzz. They got a whole lot of buzz. I mean, they got, yeah. a, they got a, a whole lot of pre-orders in that thing and uh, good, you know, good for them. I, I, in all honesty, I hope it's as good as they say, because I would love to be able to ride a bike like that. But I'm skeptical, you know. I've, I've seen I've seen this happen before. I've been around this industry for a long time, and there's a couple different. You don't see, you know, if you don't see, you know, Honda, Yamaha, KTM, you know, Suzuki, and Kawasaki. Kawasaki yeah. released electric bike today.
3: Oh, they yeah. did. Oh, it's yeah.
0: a it's a little tiny kitty kiddo. You know they like call a it a, Strider, or is it an actual? Dirt they bike? call it a electro, electrocycle, or something like that. Little kids bike. It's like a Strider. Isn't no, this is it the same it?
3: thing like what Honda did, where they just kind of let another company build it? I don't know. Oh.
0: Didn't didn't uh, didn't get that deep into the uh, press release, but it's coming. I think I think the smart money is to start building them smaller. Build them. Bu- learn learn about your customer. Let the battery technology and the controller technology evolve. You know, right now they've got motors. Motors can the, the electric motors are amazing, but let the battery and the controller technology evolve um, so that, that that it can that it can work. But um, we'll see. Um, good time. So Friday, get get your the, get your internets ready. So um, I will do my broadcast on uh, on I I can't because I don't I didn't do it didn't write it don't know anything about it. But I might actually I might actually be bothered to. Uh, listen to see what some of the people said so because i'm curious as well i'm really i'm really curious and then and then i read between the lines and and i can see the guys is like oh they want to get invited back over to, <laughs> to go to to go to europe or they're just hedging their bets um so that they can you know they can get one here to test and whatnot and i, I hope to be able to get one here but I'll i can't even, i can't even get a shirko. really yeah why not because they sell every one of them they don't need anybody to tell them how good they are if they're good or bad so you want to
3: talk about something you are testing
0: though? oh yeah i'm supposed to talk about something i'm testing so this is our dirt bike test product test of the night um i'm going to talk about climb's edge goggle how's that yeah so full disclosure climb is a sponsor of the show and so is scott so i've got competing sponsors
3: oh you're not supposed to do this
0: i guess no, I can do this. I, that's oh, okay. And here's the thing that the companies that, that work with me know, they know I'll do it. They yeah. know that I, you know, it's like, so I've been wearing this lately, uh, mostly because I got some snowboard goggles that were like this. They were like, you know, a snowboard brand goggle. And look at this lens. Bang. Lens is out. Oh, that is dope. Yeah, that's the lens out. And so I'm not a big change the lens all the time guy. I yeah. find the lens I like. So I really like the the currently I'm I'm I really like the Scott's light transition lenses. Before that I had pro grip goggles that had the best light transition lenses. I kept telling Scott this. I go, you gotta check these things out. They did. No fog and light transition. And so so I got the um the climb ones, these ones I did some photos with them and I said, Man, those things look cool. Uh Matt knows. I think your goggle is this. I think it is the It's the edge, the edge I goggle. Edge.
3: I just never had a need to take the goggle off because it's been so bright. Yeah. So those yeah. are
0: the ones you wear today, right? Or yeah, I was wearing them today. I was wearing them with the with the dark lens. And so if you want to put the new lens in, and it's funny because you have to know left from right to be able to pop it back in because you're supposed oh. to hold it to one size or the other. But I should actually put the lens on the right way. I there you go. go yeah. Left, right, or up
3: and down?
0: Well, I know up and down because down is where I hit my head, and up uh-huh. is where this podcast is going, up and up and up. So so, so, so the lens is back in. That was it. So I, without really even paying attention to it. And so you, you pull it on the one side. I think it's the right side you pull it, and it has these real ingenious magnets and hooks. So that's the wrong side. So I go in like this. I should have read my left and my rights and popped it in, and that's it. Done. So now I have clear lens. Faster pit stop. Well, yeah, I guess you could probably if it was dusty. Yeah, just they could throw you just a. They lens could go like start, that and go like this and like that, and it's in. And so I was worried that it wasn't going to be fastened in and stuff like that, but it has foam, so the lens has a has a good foam seal around it. Um, and it's there. They seem to be, you know, no fog. Actually, the, the the way I tested the no fog today was I was cooking some chicken in a in a steamer. Oh, really? And I put my head over the steamer. and I opened it up. And it like went into my, went into my goggles and it it the cleared up right away. So, cause it's not, it's not cold enough to need no fog. But so the other thing I've noticed, and this is with my snowboard goggles, that because the frame has some stuff in it, it's a little bit more stiff and, yeah. and, and a little bit more rigid, which um, some people really like. A little uh, bit more bulky on the outside. Not, not too much. It's uh-huh. actually for, for a for you know like i said it's a a a pre and it's a premium level goggle you know it's up in the hundred dollar range for for a thing um it's it's not that it's not that bulky so the lens is actually pretty stiff you know if you feel it it's not as flexy as a normal yeah that is dope yeah it's a good stiff lens um the frame is you know relatively stiff but on the that's on the front part of the frame but the back side of the frame is actually where the foam is and stuff they've done a really good job it's got the double layered foam and you saw how much I was sweating today. Like yeah. it was literally dripping yeah, like out of my helmet when I took my helmet
1: off. Look at that.
0: I don't, I didn't you have any sweat stains. Oh, it's, it did drip down finally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was hot enough to drip on the lens, but I didn't even notice it, but the foam was really good. I would let you hold these or touch it right there. Yeah. I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're looking for a, a new, nice new high end goggle with the thing, I wish I had Matt's gold, you know, bright gold lens, but if And our, our biggest problem out here is like, it gets really bright and then you go into the oh, trees yeah. and it gets dark and stuff like that. So that way, if you went up to, you know, you could wear this or the other big problem we have, especially this time is yours, You're riding during the day and you need this and then you come back at night and you need this. And that's all it's
2: yeah. done
0: like that. So if you... I don't like changing lenses. And, yeah, me either. And, and uh, there's some there's some good systems that have some different stuff. This is like one of the best. Uh, really nice. I'm happy with the fit. Uh, happy with the the fog ability from what I can tell. Uh, lens selection is awesome. Yes. all good. And and it and it fits well. I know it fits in climb helmets because that was what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like overly big like some of them. You know, some of the the yeah. goggles these days yeah.
1: do. But uh, yeah, so really nice. yeah dad if you're watching this can you order me a pair of those yeah well if you get me
0: get me that list of gear for doing photo modeling you know you might be able to wear some or i'll just give (laughs) you some of my sweaty hand-me-downs i've got a pair of those already hey sweat sweat absorption is is uh is really good oh yeah you do the dog pissed on yours oh you didn't have to bring that up but yeah yeah he had dog piss face so you know are are all of his girlfriends watching yeah they were smooching on dog dog piss face (laughs) (laughs) so anyways hey thanks everybody for joining in watching this show um you can always uh always support us i'm going to tell you a little bit real quick here about yamaha yz two strokes if you want to experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the full line of yamaha yz two stroke bikes visit yamaha motorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022 we're almost out of 2022 i'll bet you 2023 is coming really quick but The big news is the revised YZ125. It makes for the perfect step-up machine. Logan can tell you this. Features an all new sense, all new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes, suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics, and the new aggressive styling. It actually has kind of a taller seat height, I believe, but don't quote me on that. Um, and so you're not redheaded stepchild, unless, (laughs) unless. You leave the choke on and still get a whole shot in the 125 class at a works race. Bam. Bam. So okay. YZ250 also delivers delivers improved rider ergonomics. Your shit's rubbing off on me. I was gonna say,
1: man, you guys gotta make fun of him. You can get YZ 125 and YZ250 and Monster
0: Energy Yamaha Racing Graphics. And if you're bigger than Logan, then you can't ride the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85 LW. Because those are big bikes in smaller packages. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to find your Yamaha YZ. And if you're going to go racing like our first question of the night was, you should probably get one and then enter the victory zone without knowing how to race at all. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. Uh, click on our links on Amazon. Click on our links. I mean, this really does help us. Um, Rocky it, Mountain, too. Yeah, Rocky Mountain. Um, this this stuff kind of helps us. Uh, tell, our, tell our sponsors that you heard about them here. Uh, or tell them you're buying their stuff because you are stoked they support us. It really, it does make a bit of a difference. Tell your friends with dumb questions to ask them on this show. Make sure you guys call in too. Yeah, they can call in next time and ask me the question. Actually, you should dial the phone for your dumb friend because I know what having a dumb friend is like, Logan. Um, I would dial the phone for you if it was an old rotary phone, and then I would hand it to you, and then you could ask the question. But like today, I had to ask Matt what this little symbol on this phone meant, and <laughs> what was it? and he he figured it out, and then he told me the story about how you kids are all mean to him because he's old.
3: They are mean to be on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, not mean, but uh, it, it was it was very humbling to be called the boomer who doesn't know how to work technology.
0: Yeah, so Matt's gaming on Twitch. Follow Matt, uh, our uh, ex producer Matt, over on Twitch. He's now doing games. Where do they where do they find you, uh, Cooper? Me? Yeah, where are you at? What's your what's your main thing? Nothing. You're not TikToking? Oh, I'm on Instagram. Instagram, okay. Yep. He's on Instagram. What, what do they call you on Instagram? Just type him a name, Cooper Luke, you'll see it. Dog P face, okay. No. And uh what do they how do they find you, Logan? Uh he's silent, so he he, he Instagram? he'll do Instagram. Oh, you're doing Instagram these days. Not really. Why don't you get your sister to manage that account?
1: she manages it as much as I do. Okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> right on um okay so with that we'll probably see you next week i don't see why we wouldn't is there any reason why we can't have a show next week we're gonna have a show next okay we're gonna have a show next week it's one how many's one, episode 145, next
3: week. 145 145
0: we're gonna we're gonna get it right by then and with that we will see you out on the trail cheers everybody